0: Hey everyone, before we get started today, wanna let you know that we are running a new contest giveaway for another $300 Amazon or Steam gift card. Now to enter, all you have to do is subscribe to the Event Hubs podcast on any podcasting service, and then follow Catalyst and myself, Velociraptor, on Twitter, tweet at either one of us with a screenshot showing that you've subbed, along with a quick note sharing what you like most about our show, and then be sure to include the hashtag eventhubspodcast so we can easily find you. Now this contest is open to new and already existing subscribers, so just because you've been subbed for a while doesn't mean you can't enter. And it will run from November 20th until December 18th, after which we will announce a winner. This giveaway is restricted to participants in the U.S. only. Capcom showcased second V-Skills for Yurian, Sakura, and a handful of other characters recently, and we have our reactions and analysis for all of them. Then, with Capcom Cup coming up this weekend, we have Majin Tenshinhan join for a bit of a Cap Cup pre-show, and then also to give us a recap of what went down with competition and reveals at the Tekken World Tour Finals last weekend, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast.
1: Perfect! All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero.
0: Here as always, getting super excited for Capcom Cup. It's been been bubbling for what seems like an eternity, and now we're right here on the eve of it, getting ready to go. I'm excited. I want to talk about it. I want to go to it. I want to experience it let's go
1: yep yep we're all going to be out there or at least uh dream king you and i are all going to be there uh please again come up and say hi you know uh come talk to us and whatnot we're we're always happy to hear from you know fans of the show or people in the community um uh um I was gonna say maybe not fans of the show, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk to angry people. <laughs> like I hate your opinions on everything. I'm like you know what? Well, maybe I want to go stand over here now. But um, <laughs> anyway, for everyone else, uh, please do come up and talk to us. Uh, we are definitely interested to hear what you have to say. Um, you know, uh, the the jury people out there who have had to are uh, what we've had to say about the character. Like please come up. You know, and, and say like uh, what things we should be looking at. All that. Like we're we're happy to hear it. Uh, we you know make us better and make our podcast better and make the website better. So that's a that's kind of the goal there. Uh, we're gonna be very 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 busy but also like very happy to talk to people so there it is that's right all right so getting into it um we got a v skill 2 showcase and and right off the bat i do want to address this because some people were putting capcom on blast and saying hey i did not like you know how like we didn't get to see all the V skills and whatnot and i want to say from the the get-go that Capcom likes to keep some things under wraps for players to figure out and, and both Matthew and Kim the the two gentlemen running this they were limited in what they could show like that you know they couldn't show every V skill for every character and whatnot Capcom is is notorious kind of for like okay here's part of the puzzle but you don't get the whole thing right yeah and, and I look at this situation and go okay. This is hopefully the start of Capcom getting things going again regularly, where they're showing stuff to the community uh, and and getting stuff going. So I, I can get why people you know maybe were upset that we didn't get as much as maybe they w- would have wanted, but it was thrown together last minute. And I'm guessing by these guys campaigning to show the fans what's in store, like that's how come we got that. I don't think Capcom actively went out there and recruited these two gentlemen to like say hey you know get this in there. Like I, it seemed very much like you know um, uh, shoestrings of bubble gum and whatnot, kind of like holding this thing together, which is fine um and and, but what I really wanted to say here is make sure you show some love for the street rider Matthew and then Kim for doing this Kim1234 um they didn't have to do it and and I'm sure they risked you know something with doing it I'm sure they had again like I mentioned before had a campaign to even get Capcom to accept this um and again I get that we always want to see more in the fighting game community but the fact they got this done at all is very good and
0: with mm-hmm. with that shoestrings and bubblegum mention that you just made, I thought you were setting up for a segue to talk about one of the particular V skills, but you were. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll come back around. Yeah. But you're very much right. Uh, I looked at this and I didn't expect. Well, I think they said something like it's only going to be an hour, and they were also showing the previously viewed uh, V skill twos, but they were giving them an, you know with more of a more of an in depth look with more specifics and actually showing you what they look like while you're playing. So it was totally worth it. Um, And I think we only got like three or maybe four brand new V skills to actually look at. But that was that was great. And and it's all going to be there uh, from what we understand at the, uh, like the VIP party with the new build and such. So uh, you know that a ton of new information is going to be like filling in Twitter in just a few days. What they gave us now was more than enough to chew on moving into that. There's plenty of other stuff to be doing in the moment, uh, being excited for who do you think is going to win and all this stuff. So I think it was an ample amount of, uh, of you know, a reveal there for us, a content for us, like I say, to chew on. And uh, God, just be, just be happy with it, man. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, it's a hell of a lot better than than nothing, you know, and, and that's what we got plenty of here in season four. You know, and we've talked about that yeah. a lot. And I don't want to go into that again because, you know, it does look like things are changing. I'll knock on wood with that statement. Um, and, you know, but it's, yeah. So, as you mentioned, special build of the game right now um, is coming out for Capcom Cup and maybe a few other places we'll see. You know, maybe it's going to be at the Red Bull uh, pin drop, the event on Thursday. Um, so, you, as you mentioned, you might see some changes here for season five. Um, and you might see stuff that actually doesn't stick when season five comes out. Like, hey, maybe reuse crouching medium kick that got buffed doesn't stay in the game and like you know this build that we're getting is actually looks like it's specifically made for Capcom Cup and like kind of to showcase for the fans and whatnot which took some work for Capcom to do like this is like a very much like an honorary like hey you know community here's something cool for you that we didn't have to do but we did mm, I you're right they technically didn't have to do it but let me just
0: say I've been looking at like the way that Tekken has been knocking it out of the park and a lot of the other games that are that are showcasing stuff and acknowledging fans and while well, you're right it's technically Capcom capcom's prerogative to uh, to do what they will here this is pretty necessary and it's a very good look from them but to not do this like you can only do so much before you fall behind and everyone just hates you and it's like capcom cup has so much in the or i'm sorry capcom has so much in the bank when it comes to you know their their legacy and what the fans will will you know let them kind of get away with but it only goes so far so uh, i am very very happy that they did this and and Technically, I think they needed to do something like this. They need, especially after an eight months of silence and and how this season is going to be so much defined by that, they still have a chance to change that at least to an extent and and not have like season four just be known as this, you know, worst kind of season ever. And I think that they're, they're taking the steps to fix that, rectify that right now. We'll see how it all comes together
1: once Capcom Cup plays out, but things are looking all right. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Tekken because I have a note here about frame data, um, and yeah. Um, anyway, I'll move on from that actually. Because, uh, but um, I'll just say that we're going to get into the v Two stuff um, and mention that uh, we do not like we were not able to you know sit here with the game in front of us and test out everything and all that. There's going to be some speculation here. There's going to be you know some other stuff that just you know doesn't pan out because they changed it later on. Um, so your mileage may vary here. But let's get right into it with Birdie's v Two. Uh, that's, you know, the, the chewing gum uh, thing that he has. And this is by far the most visually impacting V-Skill we've seen. As Birdie can eat gum, and that will actually build V-Gage for him. Um, and that's similar, actually, to the donut that he has in V-Skill 1, but there's a catch. And that catch is that if you hold down the V-Skill buttons, medium punch, medium kick, um, when he puts a gum in his mouth, he'll actually blow a bubble with it. That does not build V-Skill until you do something with the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, light punch makes it pop. Uh, medium punch and heavy punch like send it out in different arcs. Very similar to Dalsim's Yoga Fire. And, and I'm actually seeing some people right now go in on Twitter and saying like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be incredible! Like, this is going to be such a great move." I'm actually much more skeptical about this because when really? I when I look at it, I see I see Birdie's Visco one. Like, it's like okay, so this is like his Visco one. He can throw the can, which is great. That you know, it's really hard to knock that can back at him, right? And he gets a bunch of setups at it. Um, he doesn't have to like blow the bubble three times or whatever to get it going and all this kind of stuff, and and, and like set it up and all that. Like, it's to me, this is a, a very it's it, it's a it's a very different version of his VSCO one. That's it's what a I'm seeing.
0: slightly yeah. different version of, and it serves at least on the surface, it seems to serve the same general purposes. It's probably not going to be, and I think this is what you're getting at, the most like game changing, character experience changing V-Skill. We might be wrong because maybe it has some very specific uses that change up everything or something significant, right? On the way of setups or the fact that he can walk forward with that and and like, what does that do for him? What's the hitbox like? What kind of situations does that put you in? Like there are some little deviations from what we're used to in V-Skill one, but from what we can see thus far, it doesn't look like it's going to be hugely different. And that's one of the big things we're looking for with a lot of characters with a character like birdie it's he's not the worst character to have a, a similar v-skill with because he's not a character that people are really upset about like he's getting a good amount of play time he's not frustrating people beyond belief he's kind of in a decent spot so this could be wins but not really losses. It's not so much a missed opportunity as if you took someone like Mika whose V skill is like, Where do I what do I do with this? How do I incorporate this into the character? And then you you give her another one that's just like that and you completely miss an opportunity to make a you know, to fill a hole in the game. Birdie wasn't really a hole in the game at this point. But Yes, it does look fairly similar, and it is very visually grabbing. Though it's like, whoa, this is such a different thing. Is this still Street Fighter Five for a second,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but but it, it
0: was it is cool.
1: Yeah, I, and, and to flesh this out a little bit, like when he has the bubble out there, he cannot dash and he cannot jump, and, and that's going to be he block? very. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not even sure if he can block. Like yeah. uh, I think he might even get crush countered actually if you hit him. Um, I know that different parts of the the bubble coming out are crush counterable, which I mean. I, I don't know how often that happens with his V-Skill 1, even, even if it's possible with his V-Skill 1. I'm sure it is at some point, like you can get a counter hit in there. But this one, it looks like it's very easy to get crush countered with if you are not very um, careful with it. And Street Fighter Five is a very intense and active game. You're almost always doing something, almost always going in. You don't have a lot of time to sit back and zone and throw bubbles at people right and I'm like I'm looking at this and going man I I can see some potential it's plus 12 when it's in its final form on hit and like you you know knock it into someone that's great but I mean like Birdie's standing heavy kick is plus seven already and I mean it doesn't take you know years to set it up type thing
0: I think it's going to be good against certain characters and not against others if you have a pretty easy way around it or maybe like if you it's like You know, the game kind of changes when, like, Nikali has a stocked super, right? Because all of a sudden you can't throw fireballs like you used to. You can't, you know, whiff things like you used to because that adds a whole new layer of what he's able to do in the moment. Well, uh, for characters that have things like that or that just have moves around... Um, this bubble. And and I'm specifically thinking of Birdie getting the bubble out and then blowing it up with, uh, I think you hit kick like once or twice and it blows it up. And it doesn't actually change the frame data from what I remember them saying. It just changes the size and then the hitbox of it. But it's sitting there around his face and above his head. And if he's walking towards you, I'm thinking like, This is probably not going to let you do much in the way of jumping in against birdie when he has this out and he gets to march at you. Like it's gonna, it's probably going to hit you before you're able to do too much to him. Although they did say it was crush counterable, right? So maybe yeah. maybe not. But this is like, maybe it's a total wall and it's a huge problem for some characters. If he can get it out there and march at you, it's like, what are you going to do to it? Besides like maybe walk up and and block it, but then he's in a very advantageous situation. So yeah, the little things kind of pop out like that. I did it! Uh, But it, a lot remains to be seen just to see, you know, like what's it look like when it's actually in the action.
1: Yeah, I I have a note here that just says like, I think this move is going to be, dominantly dependent on its frame data like, how quickly can you actually get this out? You just, you don't have this kind of room to, to breathe, haha, ha, breathe into the bubble. I did it! Um, in Street Fighter 5, you just don't have it. Like, it's, you can't sit there in zone, especially with a character like Birdie. His normals, like, yeah, they can keep you at bay, but they're not going to stop people from just kind of, like, marching towards you, like, with a freaking bubble. Maybe in some matchups, but, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical about this one. I think his V system already, as is, is pretty solid. And, and I can see people staying with V skill 1 even over this, unless the frame data is just incredible. Um, and from what I saw of it, it doesn't look that way. I mean, it looks good in, in training mode. It looks good with, you know, watching people demo it. I don't know how good it's going to be in practice. So John thinks this V-Skill blows. I did it! No, I think it's going to be... Actually, I would say... I think that what you said is really accurate with the the matchup type thing. You know, like maybe against a Zangief where you can get this out consistently. It's quite good. Um, you know, and a few other characters. I could see it being used a bit, but I um, the devil's going to be in the details there. So. Mm-hmm. Alright, next up we have Dalsum and his V-Skill 2, and this is Yoga Deep Breath, and it powers up his Yoga Fire, making it two hits, and it can also bounce along the ground for a bit, like, if it misses. Uh, you look at that and you go, oh my gosh, why did they give this to Dalsim Because it looks strong it looks really strong and i want to note here that even if dalsam is hit in this powered up state like you know when he does his yoga deep breath so his next yoga fire is going to be you know souped up right um he still keeps the ability to do it right it's not like alex where he gets hit and it's gone dalsam keeps it the entire time he just needs to you know power up basically to get it going so
0: it's a yoga angry scar
1: pretty much yes yeah it oof. Um, I'll note too that because one of the things that you brought up actually before that I thought was very interesting was uh, you said like how are they going to get Dawson players off of his yoga uh, float, right? That's a V-skill one. It's such an integral part of what he does. And um well, with this he can do his yoga deep breath in the air and then teleport afterwards. So the utility of his air mobility is actually still intact with this move. It's not, you know, one to one, the yoga float, he can do a lot more with it, but still he maintains some of the same abilities with his yoga deep breath as he does in V Skill 1.
0: This is an interesting call to make. It is a thoughtful answer to the question of how do we give Dawson something different? and something that's going to maybe be differently worthwhile equally but differently worthwhile for uh to his v skill one i don't know how the hell this is going to play out but it's going to first and foremost take some pretty uh well like exploratory uh type people dalsam players to even give this v skill enough exploration for people to even start using it i think because his V-Skill 1 is so integral in the way that he plays now that you're going to have to basically, my my prediction is you're going to have to invent a fairly different way of playing the character around this other V-Skill, and and it has some pretty good properties, so I can't throw it out and say that it's not going to. I don't think that a lot of the using it in midair to like make setups happen is going to be all that common because scale one was is like really used for that kind of a thing but you can cancel out of it at like any point and i think you have to do this one like it has a full animation that it's just going to go through every time you're pressing it right so it's like i don't think you can cancel out of it to to mess with stuff um and so I, I it's think
1: like i saw them cancel out of it actually but i'm not sure it's like you know and so where do you cancel out of? how does it work what's the frame data on that i sure yeah the, the essence is still there though and you're not
0: going to be able to, like, move back and forth during it. No, it's, it's, no, yeah. So it's going to be much more limited in the way of, like, I think setups and movement options um, and and specifically like, horizontal movement options. Uh, that's not. The, but that's not what it's really supposed to be. I think it's more supposed to be an enhanced version of zoning the thing is Dalsim doesn't love to zone all that much in this game like he's just zoning long enough so they can get an in or do like a a dive kick in a lot of times and then put you in his crazy weird you have to study it alone all on its own beyond what you've studied with just Street Fighter 5 kind of offense so it's gonna take a lot I don't think a lot of people are gonna gravitate to this one too quickly but if some do and really explore it and figure out some some real head turners with Dalsum that he's not capable of without this V-Skill. Then maybe you start to see people gravitate over there. But it's going to take a little while.
1: You know, I actually have a different take on this where I think it, it has a chance to become the dominant V-Skill for some Dhalsim players. Um, I've seen a number uh, of sim players who uses um, Yoga Float consistently for spacing and control. Um, that's probably the more common one, but at the same time, I still see quite a few um, who love to constantly throw out his Yoga Flames, and our Yoga Fires, I should say. Um, and I can see the choice here really coming down to how you like to play the character. And and the the added benefit of of being able to do this um, on top of this actually expands his combos a solid bit. It was a little hard to see everything that's going on, but it looks like he gets a few extra hits, which gives him a little bit more hit stun on it, uh, and means that he can do some stuff like with his ex yoga fire to really chain together several hits and do some big combos without super. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's I actually see this as potentially uh, very. Not necessarily divisive with, with Dawson players, but um, very much a like a, a stylistic choice where you kind of see like these are the yoga float players. These are the um, you know yoga deep breath players. And, and it really just comes down to how much you like to toss out as fireballs. And, and again, I see a number of players who don't do them a lot you know they they do like a few fireball setups and then I see uh, some Dawson players who are just based almost entirely around it and again I think that's what's going to kind of define this character the v-skill choice for him Uh, and actually make kind of like two divergent paths for the character which should be interesting
0: that's exactly what you want from something like this I think and so if that happens good on Capcom and I think it very well could
1: Mm. uh, but we'll see so the next new V-Skill that we saw, um, and this one is, is probably one of the least interesting ones overall, uh, this is Urian's, uh V-Skill 2, an Indignant Thunder, um, I, and the guys made the joke that Yurian is indignant about everything, so that's, I guess, why he got this move. Um, but anyway, to explain it here a little bit, he enters a powered-up state, which enhances his fireball. It should remind people, actually, quite a bit of his Temporal Thunder super art from Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, uh, and just like in that game, I'm thinking it's not going to get used that much. Uh, because the big thing about this that I see um, is that Uran's V Skill One is really good, and it gives basically uh, almost all of his special moves a hit of armor, and and that you know lets him build V Gauge, which is extremely important for the character. But that hit of armor complements his tool set so well. There are so many times that Urian will do a shoulder tackle or a headbutt or whatever and having that hit of armor is the make or break difference for this character.
0: No, no, no. I I, I think that it is on paper. But as far as this stupid character goes, and like when you're especially online, the way that Urian players tend to toss out specials, they don't need V Skill one. Like it's already in such a I don't know maybe it's just like the online realm or the properties of the of the of the moves um and of course we've talked extensively about their recoveries but like you don't need this buff on those like and and I rarely see it used like when it's when it's convenient like when you happen to be playing really far away a Yurian might pull this out or something but like he doesn't need it to get to his v um, V trigger and it's like I've seen it used like as an anti-air help, like so he can make his headbutt into a better anti-air a couple of times. But really, I never see this have much effect in the actual match. I don't think his V skill one has been very useful. Like, like it is on paper because like oh, an extra hit of armor, absolutely. But with the way it's actually played out in gameplay, I've just I never see it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a very, very much the same concept because he's entering that powered-up state, right? And, and so he he's basically doing the same thing, so. Is Urine even going to get off his V skill if that's, you know, the approach the player has? But a lot of Urine players I know, like, they'll back off to see if they can get the V skill. And if you don't have a character that can kind of um, rush them down, they'll get their V skill off. Because, I mean, why not get that hit of armor? Uh, It helps with anti-air, it helps with so many other things. Um, but I mean, yurian does not want to be pinned down and, and a fireball usually means that you can kind of get pinned down with stuff a good bit at some point, you know, cause people dodge around it and get through it. Um, but yeah, to actually back up here a little bit and I'll, we should explain a little bit of how this works. Um, basically the fireball starts off as large and then it shrinks as it travels across the screen It is three hits at its largest form with a V skill two and then two when it shrinks fully, um, I didn't get to see the charged up and EX versions super well. Like, they're there, but it's kind of hard to decipher exactly what's going on when it's going on so quickly. Uh, but I imagine that the um, these kind of scale a little bit with, like, the hits. Like, if you do an EX, I imagine you get, like, three hits no matter what or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Yurian can also... Knock the opponent up into the air with this, um, and, and then seemingly land pretty much anything as a juggle afterwards. At least for a single hit, uh, getting multiple hits after you know this juggle state does not look easy. I'm sure it's possible in some way, shape, or form, but um, like when you pop someone up into the air, you're usually getting like kind of a single solitary hit. So I don't know. Like Urian is like a combo like. A, master kind of character maybe there's some stuff they can do especially with you know an Aegis Reflector or whatever uh, maybe it works really good with a v-skill or v-trigger 2 there's a bunch of things that could be going on here um, I'm just I'm very skeptical about this one because if you've got a chance to get your v-skill out there why would you not have armor on there but again you it seems like you disagree so
0: well all that trash that I just talked about v-skill 1 I don't have a lot better you know a lot of many better things to say about v skill 2 it seems like it's uh, i can see what you would use it for but again Yurian and his general game plan it's like he doesn't need this either this might help in the way of extending out combos and adding some damage to combos especially if he's using it up close right because it's going to give him extra hits and maybe he can do stuff he wasn't previously able to but it's not going to be a main part of his game plan it doesn't feel like because Yurian's not often just backing off and um, tossing out fireballs like they can do that but that's mm, I don't know like I don't see where it's integrally like just latched into his game plan and he uses it it's going to kind of just be a dealer's choice I think and uh, what you're saying about V-Skill 1 being better I'm sure there are many people that would just naturally feel that way and therefore just not you know venture into V-Skill 2 so you have a real point there um, yeah, I don't see either of these really affecting the character or I say, I should say either V skill, the choice, like really affecting the character. We'll have to see what kind of like combos and such he's able to do. Cause I think that's mainly what this is about is extending combos because especially if it shrinks the farther away it goes, then it's more powerful when it's up close.
1: Yeah and then that juggle state that they launched people into it did not look promising. You know, the juggle mm. states in this game are not usually promising because again, your your ability to combo someone is usually they're on the ground and and that's kind of where you go from there. So, so yeah. Yeah, well, good because Yurian didn't need squats. So, <laughs> if what we're
0: saying, if we're speculating here with what we've seen so far is true, then awesome Capcom because this character does not need extra options already and he needs the options that he has to be
1: more a little bit, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. So again, unless I'm missing something, uh, I think V Skill Two will be seldom used. Um, maybe there's some you know magic in there. You never know. And that's what we said at the very beginning of this: is that someone might find some tech out there that is incredible. It's like, oh, it launches someone up into the air. Then you get Ex Headbutt, and then you go into you know the business or whatever and stuff. There, there are you know tech that's found all the time. But on the surface, I'm not thrilled with that one. But Yurian probably didn't need much of anything at all right now. He's pretty darn good. So. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on, we've got Sakura. Um, she now actually has a roll V skill too. It actually reminded me quite a bit of the uh, the Alpha Two games, um, where you could kind of roll and whatnot. Uh, Ken had the roll attack uh, actually built in uh, to him. Uh, roll attack, roll move, whatever, uh, and then like defensively you could roll as well. Um, but uh, anyway, to explain this a little further, uh, Sakura does her you know a v skill two roll, and then if you hold down the the medium punch, medium kick, she actually does a knee follow up. Um, this will launch the opponent into a juggle state, um, and the knee follow up is actually negative seven uh, on block. If you you know if you someone just you know takes it, so it's very punishable. Um, but she can use this V skill two now mid combo. And that will build uh, build V gauge for her. And then one of the big things for her though is she can cancel her normals into her V skill too. So all of a sudden uh, Sakura is you know kind of being kept out. She's in the mid range. She's kind of doing whatever. Well, she uh, hits you with a normal. You block it, and then she rolls into you. And I don't think this is going to be the level of a kin you know V skill run. I I assume it wouldn't be. I assume you know Sakura is going to be more negative and whatnot, especially if you catch it. But this yeah. is a character you do not want in your face, and this is going to give her a much better opportunity. Uh, because even if it's not real in Street Fighter V, you can kind of uh-huh. make it real. Getting someone in there uh, when you're even when you're negative on block, like it, what is a, the infamous quote? Like it's only negative two if you think it's negative two, yes, right? Yeah, exactly. So. You can do a heavy punch there and you're probably still get him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really, really big because, again, it even though I don't think it's going to be as good as Ken's run, I think it's going to give her a lot of scenarios like that. Um, and and not only that, actually, but this uh, this move they talked about actually helping uh, Sakura's defense out. Um, it's kind of like Captain America's you know cartwheel in the Marvel series where you can kind of use it like if, if someone's going for a cross-up and whatnot, um, you can you know, use this to go right under them and escape from some of the setups that people have out there. There, which is a very valuable tool in Street Fighter Five, and then this is a character who also has an EXTP on top of it. So her defensive options might have improved substantially with this. Um, and I, I do want to be clear that I don't think the role has any invincibility, and if it does have any invincibility at all, it's probably very tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure she can be, you know, punished to hell for, you know, trying to use it, uh, at, like, you know, liberally, right? Like I, I'm, I'm sure that will blow her up, but it's so often where someone, you know, is going to, you know, someone's going to jump at you from a certain angle and you don't have a great counter to it. Like this lets you just kind of avoid that scenario entirely and not have to deal with it. Something like Ibuki's um, kunai throw like that she always does at the end, the, the CN tech, right? Uh, where it's like, yes. am I going to you know, cross you up or I'm going to do this? I'm going to do this, you know, like, and, and so uh, Sakura can, can possibly roll under stuff like that and get around it. So.
0: Yeah, it would be cool. So her V skill one is the um, like the hop, right? Where she has a bunch of follow up options out of it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, so Sakura can do the, um, Sakura Otoshi, yeah a thing like you know where she does a I call it a jump smash and all that kind of stuff. Um, and she has some other options out of it, like she can kick out of it now uh, and there's a few other things, but but yes. yeah. So like what does that do for her? Well, she's pretty much using that in
0: combos and such and that's good to have because it means you can at least build a V gauge of your own accord and not just rely on being hit. But Sakura is is a character that kind of wants to control the neutral, and this plays into that a little bit more, I think, than like the hop does, at least when you're using it in um, just from the neutral and not when you're already comboing. It's something that, like as you already said, you're going to have to use sparingly and with a little bit of um, intent because it doesn't look like it has... Well, it's like it's pretty negative and it doesn't look like it has much in the way of invincibility, so you're going to have to like throw a fireball out and then roll behind the fireball and and I think that there are going to be some pretty cool situations. Maybe after like a crush counter sweep, you take like a step back, toss out a fireball, roll, and you can maybe you know be on either side of the person. Things like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, to
1: jump in, actually, they showed some setups like that with her V Trigger One going, and they looked deadly as heck. Like uh, right. I am, uh, it's terrifying. Actually, what the the potential is for that? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And I felt like Sakura is one of these characters that's kind of right there. When it comes to her potential, like if you give her just a little something here or there, and I'm not sure exactly what that is, it might elevate her very quickly, very rapidly. And this could be that. Who knows? Um, and this is, of course, all coming within the context of whatever the balance changes are, too. But uh, Sakura is one of those characters that I have my eye on as a potential uh, list climber and because she already has a lot of good little things Mm -hmm. that that can work and if like they make one of those things too fine-tuned or they they make them work a little too harmoniously with one another and this could be that glue that's gonna that's gonna put everything together i think she could explode so yeah um there i'm intrigued with this one to see the other one go away well it will also be a change to the character, not so much in her neutral game, but in what she does once she lands the hit. And that's a lot of what the character is. Um, if you notice, you know, and, and like the way she can set up things, it um, she has a choice to like set up things and the way she ends, like just how many smashes she does, things along those lines. It's gonna change things a little bit, but it's going to be more into the neutral, more into the footsies game and the setups game, as opposed to once you've already scored the damage. So, My guess is that this is going to help Sakura where she kind of needs it, Mm -hmm. but she's already fairly strong. Another reason why this could make her into one of those really good characters really rapidly. So it's interesting. I think it's another... Like, I've been pretty impressed. I thought a lot of these were going to be throwaway, and maybe they will be once we actually get, you know, our hands on them. But so far, they look like they're pretty well thought out, and they are attending to the places that these characters individually need attention. So... Good on Capcom
1: yeah yeah I'm overall generally impressed with this there's a few like I mentioned Urians I'm not impressed with at all mm-hmm. birdies I'm like it looks cool you know but I mean yeah there, there's a few but I mean overall it's also like hey birdie did not need that right this those is already- are the characters that like if you're gonna have throwaway ones give it to those guys exactly exactly so uh and uh along with you I, I think that that Sakura's V skill two has the inside track to become her most used V skill, um, I, and I think that most players are going to go with it because uh, a lot of the pros use V skill or uh, V trigger one. And this complements that very heavily right now. Um, and and it's like, okay, I, I kind of wonder if V-Skill 1 is kind of going away overall and, and basically won't be selected for most people. Maybe there's a few matchups where you do it, but this it seems like it's going to complement like, just basically everything she needs. And it's going to be like the dominant V-Skill for me. That would be my prediction so far. Um, the other cool thing of this
0: compared to the first V-Skill is this will probably be more of an active V-Skill. And by that, I mean you're going to make decisions with this v skill as opposed to you scored the hit now we'll use the v skill to get the extra damage or or the setup or whatever it's more like i'll throw a fireball and follow behind this or i got a knockdown and i'm gonna like v skill and then be right on them and it's gonna be a weird left right mix up on their wake up or also in combo and uh, and that's cool too so it's like yeah, I'm, I'm really liking this one, I think, over v 1 so far. Yeah,
1: it, uh, Sakura, I've always kind of felt as underrated in this season. Uh, I think now, man, what he has done with, with her as a character and what other people should be doing playing her, uh, she's really good. I, I've messed around with her quite a bit. Um, I don't have her in the top 10, but I do have her in the teens. And a change like this is something that could boost this character up quite a ways uh, and make her, again, maybe like her Street Fighter 4 version where she was one of the better characters in the entire game. Uh, I would not be shocked to see that, especially if he, she gets a few other buffs, which she probably does not need. Uh, this, no, yep, I
0: just keep yep. thinking about that damn standing light kick oh, and what it so can good. do. And, like, yeah. the, I mean, dude, I don't know why the character is not better just based on that. Oh. Like, I, I get it. I get it. There's much more to the picture. But that move by itself is scary as all hell. Yeah.
1: So, um, but I, I will mention here that this is a theme, again overall with with this, you know, new season of Street Fighter V, and that is, again, these, these V-Skills in many cases are meant to be paired with a specific V-Trigger, and, and mm-hmm. Capcom outright stated it that this uh, V-Skill 2 is meant for V-Trigger 1. And you go okay, like that. That's interesting, and it's funny. It's a, uh, it's oftentimes that the reverse, right? V skill two is meant for V skill one, and then um, V skill one is meant for V trigger two. Like that's that's what happens with uh, Kage, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, um, actually, let's let's get into Kage and talk about him. Um, his I, I'm calling it because I, I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm calling it his dive punch instead of dive kick. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, this is going to be a good way to build V-Gage throughout a match now. Uh, This is not really an option that Kage had very well previously because his focus attack is his v skill one currently um and it's unsafe you know um uh, unless you charge it up fully and all this kind of stuff it definitely had some uses but there were a lot of matchups where he could get blown up for even really trying it um and and so his v skill 2 looks a lot more practical in a number of the matchups that he kind of didn't have a great practical v skill with or previously i should say so um this is safe on block. His his dive punch is negative two, and it leaves him just outside of throw range uh, for probably most or maybe all of the normal grabs in the game. Like someone like Bison, maybe he can toss him still, but it looks like he's far enough out where it's not going to be an issue. So yeah, he's, he's disadvantaged, but he's building V-Gage when he's like landing this on you, right? Um, and then... The magic happens when you pop V-Trigger 1. This thing gets way better. Uh, and, and obviously, I, I think it's very clear that Capcom intended these things to be coupled together. V-Skill 2 with uh, Kage's or V-Trigger 1 so uh, a few things he can do is he can extend his target combo uh, and he gets a bunch of uh, other combos that he can just like extend with uh, he can off the ground with this thing uh, with his dive punch uh, if, if the opponent does not quick rise it's it's going to be sick like you're starting to see him string together like uh, really long combos in feature which he was doing before and now it's just like oh well we're going to give him even more of that and it's like oof uh, and so I look at this and go this is uh, they're making evil Ryu uh, Kage more explosive and, and that does fit the character motif, and it complements kind of what he needed. And I'm kind of glad they didn't try to buff up his neutral or something like that, because it's just to me that's not that's not evil Ryu. Like evil Ryu is a big flashy, wild combos that you have to kind of set up and work for. And but once you convert on them, you know you're doing massive damage and getting really good looks from it.
0: Well, I've always felt. Evil Ryu was a very neutral heavy character, but it was pretty much just around his crouching medium kick and it was pretty much around the fact that it was within the specific Street Fighter 4 atmosphere where you had meter to burn and could extend combos in that way and that part did not come over to Street Fighter 5, so it's hard to imagine the character being that same style. I mean, you could do it, but you'd have to do it through kind of different means and, um, and that's not really the direction that they want to go, so Uh, with kage specifically um a few things his v trigger i'm sorry his first v skill i I don't feel like is as bad as you were saying i don't disagree that this one might be better um for what you do but like i i mean i played some kage and actually as i think about it kage is probably going to be the character that i that i put in my pocket next and kind of relearn him and get ready because i think he might do well in this um in this next you know update and such and uh but he's like I would use V Skill one a lot for pokes in the neutral, similar to the what you know like Karen players do with their V Skill and Ibuki players. Like it's pretty similar in that respect, and it can get beat low pretty easily. And um, but but the way you can like charge it and mess around with it and make it safe or not with that Street Fighter V juggling match of like you're playing neutral, but then this attack can come at you in a multiple different ways and like some of them are safe or some of them not. So like, do you want to take the risk? It's kind of like playing against Bison when he has you at advantage almost because he's got so many little options here that you kind of just like can clam up and let him do the ones that are not safe to begin with, but once you let him do it. Um, so like those kind of things were, were and that also I should say opens up his other moves, like his, uh, his actual footsies moves. So like it was a good move that you could use with the rest of his game in neutral so with that in mind whatever this next v skill is it's gonna have to be something that that i think helps him there because i believe that it is in neutral that kage needs the help like that would make him a a much stronger character even if it's like maybe too much like
1: i think as you're kind of getting at um but like before we move on from the focus stack stuff i i do want to mention that um my main issue with it is it feels like it gets blown up by a number of characters. As you mentioned, people who can go low, uh, Monat does not particularly struggle with it because she can put the orb behind him and get two very, you know, quick hits, um, what she can absorb, um, and, and kind of blow him up for it. And, but something Monat would struggle with is like a very strong kind of dive kick game that mixes in with it. So, um, I think that you're going to still see the focus attack and I think it gets, especially probably characters like grapplers where you do not want to be negative two against them and close, right? Um, I think the focus attack will still be good in a few others, um, but I'm I'm kind of looking at this as like a maybe a kind of a 50-50 or maybe 60-40 kind of V-skill situation, but but you played the character more, like how do you feel about that? Does that add up? Yeah, I, and the other big sexy thing about this is
0: that what you were getting at earlier, they're directly correspond to i guess the opposite numbered v trigger so if you're using v skill one it's i don't know if this is a good call or not it isn't it's interesting because i don't think there are going to be a lot of cases where you use v skill 2 and v trigger 2 because v skill 2 is buffed by v trigger 1 and v skill 1 is buffed in v trigger 2. so you're losing part of your v skill if you don't use the corresponding v trigger and that also means that in this like, equation that a Kage player is going to have to figure out when they're deciding how they want to play they're also having to choose which V-trigger and the, his V-triggers are very different you know like one's very offensive and the other one can be used for mix-ups where it can also be used to kind of get away of you know from things and such so it's like and one gives him access to demon if you're going to use this v skill and then v trigger one you're not going to have demon and that's that's a significant thing like he can basically 50 50 you with supers if he really wants to um when he has demon available so that's something else to take into account but the fact that there are so many um you know, choices that you have to make even before you start playing and how you want to play, I think that's really cool and interesting. And you're not going to see if Kage starts to be played more two Kages that are exactly alike. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah. But as far as the particulars of V-Skill 2, yeah, it's cool. It lets him kind of get in from, from that range where he doesn't, where he needs to, like, get in like where he's in other players red zones but he has to get a little bit closer in order to be scary so that's like his hardest place to get through this might give him a way through that where he gets right outside that range and then uses this move to kind of
1: come in quickly from the air he'll be
0: negative two or whatever but and and he can't charge this one up can he
1: uh not as far as i've seen there's no there's no charging to it at all Okay, so maybe you're like... But you know, the V-Trigger 1 soups it up, though, right? So, yeah. Sure, sure. And do we know what his
0: frame dad is when he's in V-Trigger 1 and he does like the powered-up version? Is he plus there? So is I, it like a free
1: get-in once he's... I think I've seen some combos afterwards with it. Maybe it was juggles. I It's hard to remember.
0: If he's plus and he gets to be in for using this while in V-Skill... Uh, or while, while V-Trigger is active, that's significant. If it's just like 0... Eh, not as big. But if it's negative two, you gotta think that it's gonna probably be better in the in the souped up version. So that will be very interesting because what it can essentially do is you're kage and you you're playing footsies and stuff, right? And you're scary from just inside of sweep range, where everybody else is a little scarier from a little further out. So as when you're playing against this character, you're worried about getting too close, but you're comfortable when he's just outside his range. This move lets him get there, and then he has the options to either continue forward with movement or attacks and occupy that space or not do anything and if you're trying to catch him while he's moving forward there he can go quickly up and then down in a diagonal at you that's going to really work well I, I think with his other options there mm-hmm. and if that's the case and if he can use it while v triggers active to get up in your face and start the
1: business that might be a game changer for kage i'm excited yeah um i really i, I agree with you and with uh The usage of Kage's V skills, I think, is going to be mixed, which is good uh, because we'll see solid variety here with the character. And he's very technical. Like, he's not a super easy character to play. And this is going to add even more to it. And, you know, because you have to learn both V triggers and both V skills to cover all the matchups, potentially. We'll see, right? But that seems like that way on the surface. And, And that's a lot to take in. And again, people knock Street Fighter V as super basic and, you know, easiest thing to play ever type thing. Well, this is going against that. And Evil Ryu's history is typically, he's pretty strong. Uh, and I kind of expect Kage to really kind of rise up through the ranks. Um, I think Capcom was a bit afraid of him at first, uh, but the history shows like when they release a character, the next season they usually buff that character up quite a bit, uh, especially if they're low tier, which most people consider Kage to be fairly low tier. I think he's yeah. among the worst of the Shotos, um, wherever you kind of want to put him there. I, I know Sako and a few other people played him, but most people are not playing him in tournament. And for a character as popular as he is, um, he's pretty underwhelming. So. All right, moving along here. Next up, we have Cody, and now he has his uh, Crime Sway dodge, basically from Alpha 3. Uh, Really quick recap on this one. It's a high or low dodge, um, but it has some follow-ups here for Cody, and quite a few of those, actually. Um, So he can do a punch or a sweep follow-up, depending on if you do a high or low, Um, but one of the big things here is that it's quite a bit better overall, his his dodge thing, when he has his V-triggers going. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's... That's not really something I can say, like, his V-Skill 1 really has going for him, right? Those are his final fight kicks, which are freaking phenomenal. Man, I would I would kill to have those with Monat. Um, <laughs> those are just great, but I don't know if they really enhance what, what he does in his V-Triggers, right? So I, I looked at this initially, and I still look at it this way and go, it's fairly underwhelming. Like, I don't see... the the history of of these dodge type moves and like how this one looks to work. It's not good. You know, it it doesn't usually work out very well for the the character. Um, but the fact that it enhances his V triggers could make this character much more explosive. And I don't personally feel he needs that. I think his V trigger two is already very explosive and dominant, but the fact that they might take that, you know, what is a nine out of 10 and wrap it up to freaking 11, you know, shout outs to spinal tap. Um, uh, it could it could potentially be very good. I'm just super skeptical of this, and I kind of like it, it's 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 one of those no-win scenarios where if a character already has a great V skill, like how are you going to give him something that's even that much worthwhile, right? Um, and and uh, just real quick to to end this. Uh, um, point is uh his dodge apparently does not go through fireballs nor is it throw invincible it's pretty much like i read a hit and i did this and it's like well if you read that why don't you just use v skill one and you know knock someone back and set them up for you know cody shenanigans again and all that like yeah i'm i'm very skeptical on this so
0: yeah if you can read something you can probably counter it. i don't know if if v skill one would be the answer maybe it's even like well if i read this i just hit him with a counter hit yeah. or something like that yeah. and got a full combo because also v skill one does some gray life to cody right yes, that's it the does. traditional thing yes. um that's happened in final fight too uh so that v skill one is pretty much 100 percent a defensive v skill and Cody doesn't have uh, an EXDP, right? So this is kind of in place for that. And it's not the best because it is crush counterable on recovery and it's got a, like a three-frame startup. So it's pretty good for anti-airs and it's pretty good for trying to interrupt if you sniff out, like if you're in pressure in dire straits, like it is an option, although it's it's not the best one. This new V-Skill, it's definitely defensive because it is like a sway, right? Yeah. But I think you can also use it in combo and... Um, And then, like you said, it gets gets even better and it starts combos up. The other one just kind of gets people off of you. This one will start combos up or continue them. It seems to me that if there's a choice, it's going to be between do you want to play Cody completely um, like you have been and have this defensive option? Or do you want to turn it up even further on offense and have a, a little bit of defense, but then also a little bit of offense when it comes to his V skill and your ability to build V gauge? it's going to depend on if this is the big question here is, is it strong enough? Like to even whatever, whatever it gives you, is that going to be enough to get rid of the defensive options that I think Cody kind of wants, but maybe it's like, you know, as he's, as he's approaching you and you're worried about certain moves coming out and you're trying to stop him from approaching because that's kind of what Cody sort of does. Maybe it's like, well, you also have to have that hesitation that he's going to come up into your face and get into a range where you're going to do a move and then do the sway for that final get in, you know, as you, as you try to stop him, That's not the most common sort of tactic that you see, but that would be one of the other reasons or one of the other ways you could use this. As I say it, I even go, yeah, it's going to be hard to convince people to get away from V-Skill 1. So Maybe, but Cody wasn't lacking a good V skill to begin with. So hopefully, it lets you play him a little bit differently. Hopefully, it, it encourages people to play the character this and then whatever they do with the changes of the balance patch. Um, but it's not the most exciting of them. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, uh, Kim one two three four, who's an accomplished player, and uh, he's you know, at Capcom now. He did feel like this um, new V skill would be super useful for Cody at high levels. Um, so I mean, you know, there's some there's some potential light at the end of the tunnel. Tumble- tunnel. I'm very skeptical. Um, I just you're giving up more all around solid play for more explosive and wild damage, you know with v skill two and, and it's like yeah, sure, but man, why would you give that up? Yeah, you know? so next up we have uh Blanca Shout of Earth. This actually has good range. It's right around sweep distance uncharged. And uh it's actually negative on block though, uh, when Blanca does it uh uncharged. Uh, and but from that range, most characters should have a tough time punishing it. Like Cami Super could probably get you, a few other things could probably get you, but like throughout the match, that's that looks like it's gonna be at a distance. Um, and, and with the frame data that it is at, where it's people aren't gonna get a free punish on you, right? Um but also, Blanca can charge this up and make it massively plus as well. Uh, and, and with this also, you can store it uh, and cancel the animation after you've charged it up. So you just dash. I, I think you can um, I think you can dash both ways, and it works just fine. But there might even be other ways to cancel out of this somehow. Usually, it's just a dash command. That's what we're used to, like with focus attack and a few other things. That's how you normally cancel this kind of animation. Um, but anyway, uh, you store the charge of it up at that point. And then this sucker is massively plus on block. And you are not going to want to mess with Blanca uh, when, when he's got you know the right scenario going, uh, even in neutral now. I, I know this character is a beast haha, when he gets in on you, but um, it looks like when this guy is charged up in neutral and he's able to, to land the, uh, the V-Skill 2 Shadow of Earth, it's going to be very detrimental to the other player um it's does this mean like he can do a block string and if he has it charged he can
0: cancel one of his moves into it and then be super plus next to you or does he have to just do it like from itself he can't do it after a move
1: i we're gonna see i i imagine it's gonna be a little bit of a bison scenario where it's not real all the time but you know you have to jump to escape it or you have to you know backdash or something like that and then again blanca's pinning you down at that point because of his great mobility um and, and you know just it's It's interesting. I'm not 100% sure how that works, but it does. I I would doubt it's a true block string that just completely pins you down for days because Blocka already has that when he's close up to you. Um, But I have a hunch it does pin you down a bit if you're not properly anticipating it. Mm
0: -hmm. This is one of the ones that I have the least amount of of confidence in kind of dissecting and uh, looking at because I'm not. I don't know, like, what Blanca wants to do in v skill 1 versus 2, and, like, I, it's hard to get into the mind of a Blanca player mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. So I'm not, I, like, will it be better? Will the options here that seem to be apparent, like, be better than the options that he has from v 1? One? This one looks more like controlling space and maybe rushdown. But if he's able to use it when he's up close and give himself some better, like, opportunities for, you know, frame traps and whatnot through it, then that's something to certainly consider.
1: Yeah, um, I actually look at this one. I, I think 1 One's going to be his main rushdown tool, and, and I think he'll stick with that. I think this is really to help him deal with zoners, and it specifically, it was cited as as being a good against uh, projectile users. Um, and then it also gives him an active way to build V gauge like throughout the match because he can just kind of throw this out there. Uh, and if you know you're blocking it or getting hit by it, he's building V gauge, and it's not something he has to you know get inside and do it in a combo, which is pretty much what he has to do with his you know Visco One right now, the coward crouch. Like, he can do, you know, the uh, the up attack, like the, the wild lift, I think it's called. Um, and that's the main thing that you see, like, within combos. That's building V-Gage. That's good. But this is, again, another way to, to actively build it throughout the match with the Shout of Earth um, V-Skill too. So when I look at this, I really do look at this as a, a uh, middle-of-the-road kind of V-Skill where it's not going to become the dominant one. I think uh, Blanca players are going to have to look at each matchup individually. And then decide which V-Skill to use. Um, I, again, I think against zoners and against projectile users, like you're probably going to see Shadow of Earth and in in a few other examples too. Maybe against grapplers where you don't really want to be in on them too much. Um, you might see it more often. Um, but I still think that V-Skill 1 form is going to be pretty useful and that he's not going to want to go away from it entirely. Um, and there it is.
0: It's cool, though, if you have a, a V-Skill plan or, like, a, a game plan using this V-Skill against, you know, like, Guile and Sagat and company, but then – and for but for the majority of the cast, you're going to still stick with the other one. But if it's a character-dependent one, that still expands the um, – well, the character himself um, in some creative ways. So that's cool. And, like – Blanca's such an out there kind of a thing. It's like he's not the best, but do you want to make him the best? No, like maybe he's kind of where he should be. I, I don't want to give him too much. I don't know though. And yeah, so I'm okay with how things are sounding thus
1: far given the character that we're talking about. So next up, we have Alex, um, and his V-Skill 2 is pretty damn polarizing. I'm hearing people say that it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm hearing people say that it's going to suck. You know, why would you you know not use this V-Skill 1? Um, so it's called Overchain, and basically, again, it, it allows you to cancel special moves into each other. But there are so many limits on this thing. Um, so... Uh, One, like after an EX stomp, you can't cancel into anything else. Like, and there are only certain combinations that you can do that you can actually cancel this move with. Also, if you, you know, power up with Alex into the overchain and you get hit, it goes away. Also, if you do a special move and, and you don't cancel it, it goes away and so why does it go okay that doesn't happen with Dawson. why does it go exactly exactly and so you look at that and you go what is going on and so kim uh one two three four got to a point in the um the stream and he's like there are very 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 nasty setups with this um that i think capcom is terrified of and it actually leads me to believe that they've made Alex even more of a robbery character that can do massive stuff off of a single hit and just kind of wipe you out in seconds, which is just, ah, oh, I'm like, why? Like, please make him more... No
0: s- one's happy Ugh. because the Alex players aren't happy because they're not winning very much. And when they do win, it's off a of robbery BS, you know? And then And then no one's happy to lose to that either. It's like extra frustrating. So it ensures that one or both parties is going to be salty every time. I don't like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it, so this V skill too is very much a use it or lose it type of thing. Uh, he, Alex can get this off because he can get off his other one. We already know this works pretty well. It's probably very similar, you know, frame data for him to do his pose and, you know, you get all the way going. Um, and then he's just kind of looking for a stray hit, you know, and, and once he gets that stray hit, now he can confirm off of it and just do massive damage. He could do that before. That's exactly yeah. what he did before. And now he's even totally more random and more of a freaking monster of a character to deal with. And when I play online... All the leggy kin players that that played him in Street Fighter 4, they all went to Alex in Street Fighter 5. That is exactly what (laughs) happened. Oh, let me give actually a true story on this one, and hopefully he doesn't mind me saying it, but uh, Majin Majin Tensionhan who will be joining us later on, he was playing in tournament uh, on the CPT, and and he couldn't join the guy's lobby to play the matchup and whatnot, Uh, and it was an Alex player, and, and he's like is this guy in my CFN uh, blacklist because of lagging? And he looked in there, and yes, sure enough, he was. And, and I swear, when I go on my own CFN list, like it's like 50% Alex players in there. It, it, that, it, this, is, ugh, this character is so frustrating. And like Capcom's like, yeah, let's make him even more frustrating. I guess it fits his motif, but I'm really not happy about this one. Uh, At the end of the day, I'm also like with the drawbacks that it has, I'm not sure that it's really going to, you know, take the place of his current V-Skill one. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some uses for it and things. And I mean, it's just a freaking random character make it more random. I mean, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, all those things you said is exactly what
1: I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, so moving on here, we've got Poison's cartwheel. Uh, and this, uh, I, I had mentioned before about Sakura's um, a role being very similar to Captain America's cartwheel in Marvel. Well, Poison's is like almost straight up the same move, actually. Yeah. Hers can cross up. Uh, that's what Captain America's could do. But to offset that, it's not very fast. Like, Sakura's is faster, uh, and this is very telegraphed. So if Poison doesn't set it up correctly, it's... It's like you're just going to, you know, murder her where she stands. Um, but the thing about this is if you continue to hold down the V-Skill button, she'll actually do a follow-up flip attack, which will launch the opponent into the air. Uh, from there, Poison can hit her standing heavy punch, which seems really powerful. That's like her, uh, I think, double whip attack or something like that, or stand heavy punch. It's really good, and she can cancel into other stuff from it. That said, I don't know how easy it's going to be to actually land her follow-up uh, from the cartwheel, given how slow it is. Like, there's going to be some opportunities for sure, but but... but it seems like a very high risk, high reward prospect. Uh, And you're like, okay, where's the high reward? I'm like, well, I just mentioned she can juggle from her stand heavy punch afterwards. And then you add in V trigger one, uh, the Molotov cocktail, which means someone is sitting there standing and burning uh, in place and just getting their life drained. We've seen items, combos from that. uh, uh, And they've been devastating. And so I look at this and go very, very different from her other V skill, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, I see a lot of potential here, but it's like... It's that high-risk, high-reward potential that I'm just quite not sure of. Like, I don't know where this is going to fall when when everything happens. But but how do you see it so far? Well, you can still use it in combos
0: as well. And I think that's cool. That's significant. Because, again, she's kind of the master of her own V-trigger destiny at that point, at least to a degree. And so I like that. The fact that you can use it to—I don't know how useful it's going to be, similar to how we were talking about Sakura, getting under moves or, like, kind of— evading stuff i think it's more about if you get a knockdown you can use it for an ambiguous left right mix up on wake up things along those lines but it seems rather versatile in combos in after knockdowns and maybe in neutral certain situations yeah i like it Uh, what is she giving up though because you said you wanted to talk about v skill one
1: yeah, so her visco one is a, the Perfume Swing, Indiana Jones Swing, whatever you want to call it. That gets her up in the opponent's face, and it's pretty good. It, it's, that You see that all the time. Yeah, and it gets her up in the opponent's face, which is sometimes exactly where Poison wants to be. Even though she's a mid-range zoning character, some of her options when she has Oki pressure are very good, and she can actually get, you know, zoned out by a handful of characters. Um, it's a good mobile option for her, relatively speaking. It's not great for, like, going over fireballs and stuff, but it can kind of traverse over... For some of the normals in the game you're you're giving up a good bit to go to v-scale two here so um i i kind of actually see this as a, as a mixed scenario again uh like with kage and stuff where i see that sometimes i think that you're going to want to go v skill two and sometimes you're going to want to go v skill one um but i think if you play poison more defensively you're probably going to want to use the cartwheel uh and i think more offensive based poison players are going to use the the indiana jones swing
0: The Indiana Jones swing is so damn good, though, Mm -hmm. because you're. It works with poison because you're afraid of her range. So you're hanging out like pretty far back, and because she's constantly like flipping out those low whips and such it puts you at exactly the range where that move is effective because she can use it and if you're not ready to anti-air and it's pretty low to the ground, I mean, you can definitely anti-air it. It's on you to stop her when she does it, but with how much you're juggling worried about how she can whip out at you when she does it, if you're not, she's either gonna hit you or more likely you're gonna block it and then she's at that advantageous situation. Like you said, she's scary up in your face, especially if she uses that um, EX whip that kind of sucks you in, basically the tandem engine. Cause then you're in an immediate mix-up where she can potentially throw you or, or or hit you, and that's an always a great that's always a great place to be. She gets that once she gets close to you, and um and so like I, I, it's really hard to replace the Indiana Jones swing man. Like yeah. I'll wait to pass full judgment when I see it and when I see what people are going to be doing with it. And it's not as—the that the, you know, v scale 1 doesn't seem to be as versatile, but the one thing that it really does well, it does really well. So yeah. I, I don't—my I, guess is that v scale 1 reigns supreme.
1: Yeah, I, I think that giving a mid-range zoning character um, a potential defensive aid like this could be strong, too. I, I, I see—like, I think Jay Wong might use cartwheel, like, all the time right? Like, cause mm-hmm. he never wants to go in and I can see it being a stylistic choice for a lot of people and somewhat match dependent, but I think it will be more style dependent, um, with this character, uh, and just kind of depending on what you want to do, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like this is, this is a middle ground that we talked about before where it's like, it keeps it interesting, right? Like, okay, well, you know, Jay Wong's poison is completely different than Idom's poison. And this even helps further separate the characters. Right. Uh, and it, yeah. that's cool stuff to see. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, interested in this one Uh, it's it looks like it's going to be good enough to to get some people to use it pretty consistently so all right and then the last v-skill we have here is ken's flip kick v-skill 2 um and according to the host of the showcase this this attack is actually negative two on block if it's uncharged and then it's uh plus three on block if it's fully charged uh, and then it also appears to be plus four on hit from the fully charged version, because I watched Ken go into a standing light kick, uh, which is four frames of startup. Um, and that's going to be pretty good, because that's getting into dive kick territory. And for a character like Ken to have a dive kick that he can just kind of, you know, do without having to have meter and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting. Um I want to be very clear here that that could cannot control the distance of his dive kick, you know, with his V skill unless he he charges it up, right? It always Wait, goes. Why,
0: why are we calling it a dive kick?
1: I don't know. Just to me, it reminds me of a dive kick. Like, that's, like, the closest thing to it. Like, because he kind of... He does a flip kick. I don't know. It's He's coming at me from the air. So, to me, it reminds me of a dive kick. But, yeah. Well, like, does
0: it have similar properties to when we say a dive kick in fighting games? Like, and all that comes along with that? Like, because it's... I mean, it's not, like, changing the trajectory of his jump in or letting him... I mean, it... I mean, it's just straight up like Laura's, right? As yeah. far as like how the move kind of functions?
1: Uh, Laura's can control her. Um, Kin cannot. Like she can control like where she kind of falls with it, you know, um, uh, where Kin is pretty much locked in depending on if he charges it or not. So. Okay. So the big question that I have about it is off of crush counter
0: and off of hits where the combo is specifically requires his visco one run, will this fill that gap? Because even if it has some great utility and other avenues of his gameplay, if it doesn't keep together like some of the strongest stuff that he has, that's just like, it's not the flashiest, but it's, you, you know, you just need it foundationally for how you play Ken and like how his offense works. If it doesn't fill those holes, like, it's it's gonna need to be stupid good in other avenues in order to make up for that and i'd like it to the point where it wouldn't be good to have it wouldn't be a good addition to the game because you'd just be able to like whatever like spam it in the neutral or something like that without thinking so i think that's where the big question comes down for me is like is he able to still do what he wants to do in his like just like run-of-the-mill combo offense or is that going to, like, because if this is a neutral tool, like, great, but it's not going to make up for, it, it, this allows me to do my combos and then I don't have them otherwise kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and good thing to bring up here, and I'll, I'll address some of the weaknesses of this, this is not an overhead attack. Uh, it does not go through fireballs. Now, it can be, you could dodge around fireballs with it, but you're not, you know, there's no invincibility to it as far as I can see. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, I still think Ken's run V skill uh, is going to be the go-to attack for him overall, but if you have a character that does really well on the ground with knocking Kin back from doing his run, uh, some characters have better normals for it. Some do not like, it depends on how fast they are. It depends on what kind of reach they are. Uh, Ken's run V skill is something you see either quite a bit or maybe not as much as you would think you would for the character, depending on the matchup. And that's where I think V skill two comes in because it's like, okay, well you have a good ground counter. Do you have a good air counter for me kind of going crazy on you? Um, and that's where I think you're going to mainly see this at. So I think that you're right. That V-Skill 1 is going to be overall the one that people stick with. But I think that in some matchups, you're going to regularly see V-Skill 2. And it's like, yeah, you you don't have a great air counter to me kind of getting in on you. And plus 3 on block for a fully charged kind of like flip kick attack is really good. Like we complain about G's uh, flip kick. And that thing is like negative 4 if it's not charged up. This is a plus, uh, plus 3 on block flip kick uh, again he's got to charge it up there's some other stuff like that but again it's that's good and especially for a character like ken uh, i can definitely see that being a factor in a number of matchups where it's like oof like i don't want to have to deal with that and you know now you have to right so but it's way
0: funnier if capcom just gave ken a v skill that he can't really use because that's just been the theme with ken and ken players and how much salt that they've had it's like they gave him v trigger two and like this was our moment to make Ken a you know a really good character but it was something that is widely looked at as not very useful, except for in specific situations, and certainly not worth getting rid of V Trigger One for. And uh, just has always traditionally not had what he needs and everything. And then suddenly so they add a V Skill, but it's Ugh. just like a whatever. I think that's the universe I want to live in. That's the timeline I want to
1: be on. I take issue with that. Ken was great in season one of this game, and he's been periodically okay. Like, I mean, he's he's somewhere in the middle, but he's a he's a crazy character. Like, you don't want to have that character be top tier. Right. Like, I mean, we've been over this before. It's like, but Ken players do. Yeah. Of course, Ken players do. I mean, give me the win button any day. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, again, this is that's kind of where Ken should be in this. He's a wild character. And, and I mean, like, I look at Super Turbo Ken, who was a mid tier character, or lower mid or something like that. He was another wild and, and just crazy character, but you could still win with him. And I think that's kind of the history of this character of what he should be is if you're going to have a wild and crazy character, don't make them great. Um, do give them useful tools. I, I do agree with him that V-Trigger 2 is kind of like, what? You know, <laughs> uh, maybe this will make it better somehow. I don't know. You know, uh, that's uh, wishful thinking, I think. Um but uh, I can see this being pretty beneficial for the character in some matchups like say 20 to 30 percent of his matchups like oh yeah you do want to go V skill two there because they have a hell of a time stopping um, um, they're able to stop his run but they're not able to stop the air and this gives them that that extra way in many times in a matchup.
0: So. But he's got that damn EX Tatsu that he uses to get in all the time. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and and this gets him in for free, though, without having to do that, without to spend yeah. meters. So it's, that's kind of it. It's like if you struggle with dealing with that, well, how good is the flipkip going to be? Um, and there it is. So. But can you imagine a Ken that can't just run at you?
0: Like they, there's no, they, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna be able to get away from that, man. <laughs> they're
1: they're they're just gonna sit there and like you know do nothing for like five seconds, and like stare at you and whatnot because they can't run, right? Like it's their <laughs> mind is gonna melt for the process of it. But
0: they should have <laughs> given him a backwards run where he just runs the other way. It's the Maybe, same exact thing. He just goes the other way. Make it v trigger
1: three, right? So corners yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's gonna wrap up our uh, V skill discussion. But we're gonna have Majin uh discuss Capcom Cup. I've got to go prepare. For the event i've got a bunch of stuff to do so i'm gonna hop off and let these guys uh, get to it but i will see you guys very soon uh we're hoping to have an emergency podcast right after we get hands on time with the uh, street fighter 5 brand new build here um that's going to be out at capcom cup and maybe in a few other spots so uh please do check back uh and we're hoping to have that stuff up for you as soon as we can get it up so i'm excited
0: round two Okay, so we've kicked Catalyst out and bringing Majintin Shinhan in. How's it going, Nick? Uh,
2: hey man, I'm doing good. Uh, hope everything's well with uh, you and the kicked out John as well. Yeah, he sounds like he's, he's, he's a little upset about a couple of the V skills, but um, mm. on, on the
0: whole, I think he's doing all right. And like I said, we're getting ready for Capcom Cup. I'm super excited, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, first and foremost. How excited are you or are you not? Oh, uh, uh, I'm gonna plead the fifth. No, you got to give it to me straight. That's why I ask these <laughs> okay, kind of questions, okay. because maybe you're not excited. Because this has been a very up-and-down year for Street Fighter, for Capcom and such, and at least in the fighting game compartment, Compartment. Department. Don't worry. We'll edit that out later. Um, <laughs> so, like, maybe you have a bad taste in your mouth. Maybe you're not too excited. Maybe I mean, there's a lot of different facets that go into this. It's the competition. It's the reveal. It's the experience. Uh, and you can't necessarily divorce all these different components away from each other. How are you feeling?
2: If... I were to judge my excitement on a scale from, like, on the overall experience, because like you said, there are so many components, but if Mm -hmm. I were to judge my excitement on a scale from 1 to 10, I probably have to give it a 5, somewhere around there. I I, I want to believe that Capcom are going to up their communication from what they did this year, because it was clearly not successful, but I'm not going to take anything for granted. Uh, (laughs) As for new content, we're getting balance changes, which is nice, because we need them. But at the same time, I haven't really been happy with any season balance-wise so far. So I don't have like this high level of trust in them doing good balance changes either. And I also think uh, like adding second V skills that you have to choose before the match, I think is kind of... It's the same problem I had when they added second V triggers, like you already have a bunch of first V triggers that don't even work. Maybe you should balance those first, you know? Well, maybe they will in the balance update. You're, yeah, you're maybe. right, and they really probably won't. But but maybe they will. Uh, maybe I think like certain
0: ones are for sure going to get some attention, like G's V Trigger one that gets talked about quite a bit, things like that. But yeah, yeah it's been traditional that on the um, on the lower end of the spectrum, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of beefing up that's been going on, um, and to an extent, but maybe not to the point that characters like Ryu and Fong and company have needed
2: it. Yeah. So the stuff I am more excited about is I, I've already spoken. I think every time I've been on the podcast about how much I dislike uh, what they did with Cody. So I'm not mm-hmm. hoping for any new characters that I actually like. What I am hoping for is for new characters. Either new characters that I don't like, returning characters that I don't care that much about. Or brand new characters, because I think they did a absolutely amazing job with Lucia. I think she's so much fun. She's, she has so much like interesting, intuitive stuff to her design that kind of shocks me given some of the other characters you weren't expecting it <laughs> i were i was not expecting it at all like at all i was totally on the Honda train because i'd been memeing him for so long but i i barely even touched him because Lucia was so much fun so i have i i feel like they kind of changed teams for this season on the development side i don't know if that's the case but that's how it feels when you play it or maybe even last season because you like I know how much you hate g but he's creatively designed right he is sure yeah and then you have like i think they did a cool job with sagat because his fireballs are very threatening even though this is a game where fireballs aren't that big of a deal uh so there there was some stuff last season that i thought was kind of interesting in that way um, and I think they've
0: shown a lot of progress in that and they've also shown progress this year in communication although they've been a sine wave with that where like in the first the first year it was kind of low and they figured stuff out and did, did really well with the arcade edition year and then back into this somehow and it's like so maybe we're at a rise right now and who knows how long this like you know this wave will last but they are talking they're like look forward to November look forward to December Ono's been fairly active on Twitter we've been getting a good flow of of new V-Skill stuff. Like, I think that they've been checking the boxes there, but when will it drop off? I'm right there with you, man. I'm just
2: waiting for the other shoe to drop. To me, that feels more like a reaction to the stuff being leaked at EVO. I think they're more concerned that it was unhyped by being leaked than the, like, nine-month period before that being unhyped. So I, I think that seems more like damage control for something that wasn't even that big of a deal Because it was still the same kind of reveal. I mean, obviously it sucks that it came out a few days early. But I feel like they're looking at the wrong problem. And that's why they're doing damage control. And that's why I'm afraid they might not have learned from the very dry period we had uh, this year.
0: Oh, I don't know. Ono keeps bringing it up. Like he keeps talking about we know that things didn't go well. He said that in a recent tweet and he said it before I think that Capcom's, just, you know, they're they're figuring it out, especially when all of these other companies around them, like Tekken, like we'll get into later, uh, are just knocking it out of the park with the way they're... they're Basically, their PR, their release schedules, the way that they're interacting with the community. Um, even when they're telling the community to, like, shut the hell up, <laughs> you know? Yeah And uh, don't ask me for shit. It's like, it's still... Um, like, there, there's a good rapport there where it's like Capcom's really fighting for one now. So I'm choosing to... Probably stupidly have some faith here, but uh, but what else are you going to do?
2: Uh, I hope so. Um, I really do. So the other part I'm excited about is, uh, to some degree anyway, the gameplay. Because looking over the players, I've been writing a lot of pieces now for Capcom Cup Preview. And uh, there was a statistics piece uh, that went up just recently about uh, characters that have been played this year. Uh, characters that have made top 8 this year. The Capcom Pro. Oh, hang on, I,
0: I wanna I wanna get into this, but really quickly, just like your yes or no take. Do you think that we're gonna get a new game announcement? A uh, new Street Fighter? No, like a like a Marvel or a CBS or something that run parallel with Street Fighter V for the next year or two.
2: I could see a new game announcement. I wouldn't say that I think we're getting one, but I could see it happening, but it's definitely not going to be a Street Fighter. Right, I don't think it's
0: Street Fighter six. I think it would yeah. be
2: like like I said, one of the versus titles or something like that. I mean, I could even see it being a rival schools because because Itsuno yeah. who did Devil May Cry five, he, that was on his list of games that he wanted Capcom to let him do. So, you know, it could be something like that. Uh obviously no other fighting game franchises from Capcom is as big as uh, Street Fighter, but they have all these kinds of stuff. They have rival schools, they have Darkstalkers, they have the Versus series uh, it's a wonder that they haven't gone through with a Capcom All Stars game at this point, but you know. Yeah. See, I thought your hopeless, jaded Capcom heart was gonna was gonna
0: say no. I don't think anything is gonna come through. I think we're gonna get another character. They're gonna be bad, and that's gonna be it. But now you have a little bit of optimism for the possibility of a new game, or or you know, a, a decent reveal
2: at Capcom Cup. I mean, full disclosure, uh, my my heart has been thawed. It's so warm <laughs> now thanks to the graces of SNK, because I've uh, been competing in Samurai Showdown since it came out. I've been addicted to KOF all-stars on mobile. I don't have any hate left in my heart. That's how simple it is. Wow, you had a whole Grinch grows three sizes. Yeah, exactly. And now I need to take medication. Uh, Okay, so
0: uh, the particulars of Capcom Cup. You were getting into, what was it, players and how you think they're going to do?
2: Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff this year. Uh, I know a lot of people, myself included, don't really like the balance right now. And I understand that we have some characters that are very uh, overrepresented. And I'm actually going to take the side of our comment monsters here because... What I've been told from the comments on Eventos is that you guys keep ragging on Cami, but you don't give any Yoga to Karen (laughs) And I mean Karen is the number one most represented character in top eights now I'm not saying that Karen needs to be hit with a nerf hammer But she needs to be hit with the nerf hammer (laughs) Well, okay, so here's what
0: I would say to that and what I have said before I wrote a story way back when, at the beginning of this season, saying that Karen might be, in some ways, arguably, the best character the season sees, even above the likes of Akuma and uh, Rashid. That's because what she's good at is footsies, but footsies is pretty honest. It's not a bad—she's not a bad character to have in your top three, is what I'm saying. Sure. Now— Is she too far up in the top three? Well, she's not usually regarded as the best character. It's still usually Rashid or Akuma or some combination of the two that are sitting up there in the top two. And then Karen's in like the top five discussion. I don't know. I mean, the two top players in the world, as far as the pro tour points are concerned, both play Karen and she's got quite a bit of representation. As you said, she's the most popular now. Uh, Maybe just in the principle of you want different characters in front of your esports audience, that's grounds enough to like nerf her down a little bit, and I certainly wouldn't be complaining if she got some nerfs, but I don't think that it's as as big of a deal as a competitor—this is more competitively minded—that she gets nerfed as it is for—even characters like G is not as high on the tier list as Karen— but the things that i have issue with same thing with urian not as high on the tier list but you know decently up there but like the particular problems that i have with those characters design take away from the fun and the experience of the game and that's where my mind goes karen doesn't necessarily do that she's just really good but it's like it's a balanced good in the sense that she has to earn it like she has to earn these whiff punishes and they're not easy things to do so it's like. I think that's pretty nice. If you're gonna make it a little bit harder for Karen players, then that's fine. But that doesn't rise to the top of the priorities, uh, at, at least as far as my list is concerned.
2: All I'm hearing here is that Karen is your wife. No,
0: I don't even like the character particularly. I mean, she's fine. I think she's just a really well-designed character, and she has earned her spot in the top tiers, and there are characters that are up there for the wrong reasons, and it's like, let's attend to them first. Not that you couldn't attend to her, but, like, don't nerf Karen and forget about Rashid is what I'm saying.
2: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, on all of that stuff I also think that Rashid is by far the most egregious character Uh, like no competition Uh, I do think Karen could use some nerfs but I don't think she's that bad especially not as a competitor I mean I guess for viewers it'll be annoying if you keep seeing the same characters over and over again and then it doesn't really matter who it is you're seeing it's just that it is the same characters over and over again but from my perspective also as uh, both a competitor and a viewer since I keep I mean, I work these tournaments, I have to watch them all the time. I am so Peated. I'm done with Rashid, it's unbelievable. And uh, now mm. now the commenters are gonna turn on me, because they, they were probably rooting for me for about two minutes there, but then I turned it back <laughs> to Rashid, so I, I, I mixed them up a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, I am mostly on your side. I think she is so horrible to play against. Uh, Rashid and Akuma are total nightmares. Karen could use some tuning down, yeah sure, but you guys got to stop picking on Cami, man. She's
0: I okay. Here's the thing, though. She's having John, a hard time. Catalyst, Catalyst has the issues with Cami. I've kind of learned to live with Cami, uh, and and his main problems are that she gets to stay in for too long with pressure. Yeah. My my problems are in the way that she can approach. But even all those things considered. Uh, Cammy's one of the characters where I accept that she's pretty good and that she has a lot of options I think a lot of people stopped playing her once she got nerfed and those people are just like I said last week those people are lazy man because she can still very much get the job done you just have to think a little bit more now and it's like yeah for those of you that that went away from Cammy uh, poo poo on you but I don't think she's, like, if, if they didn't touch Cammy, it'd be fine. Like, there are yeah. some things you could make her look a little nicer in the, in the way of, um, you know, what her frame data looks like and what she's able to do. I don't think she should be able to follow up her super uh, with an Oki, you know. No, definitely, I agree. Things like that. But, but like, even so, I'm, the problems that I'm looking towards uh, are, are, or I'm looking to have fixed are much bigger than that. And so, like, I don't really care about Kami all that much. Um, you, she could be tidied up, but there are bigger fish to fry.
2: Yeah. Nah, no, I agree. Uh, I think she's good for sure, but I think especially in a competitive sense, like you're talking about the people who uh, um, dropped her, I think a big reason for that is that at the top level, a character that is as linear as Cammy is needs to be really good, not just pretty. The difference between Kami and Nicoli. Yeah, I suppose. Nikali has a bit more options than Kami does because he has a command grab and he has an overhead and stuff like that. Um Kami is extremely right, but good still at the pretty stuff linear. She does. Yeah, yeah, they're both linear. Nikali has more options, but Kami, the options that they share, Kami is way better at. Way better. And I think that's that's kind of her weakness that she is so linear. Um and I mean obviously she can still be top tier with that. I don't think she is top tier right now, but she's certainly good. Uh, And I think that's probably a big reason why people switched off of her, because at the top levels, playing such a linear character is gonna be hard.
0: We don't have a lot of camis in the Capcom Cup though, right? Like, mains? Like, she's definitely in, like, a couple players' pockets, but even a lot of them that used to
2: play her, like, kind of gravitated towards someone else. Yeah, let me double check, I'm pretty sure we don't have any Cami mains.
0: Yeah, because like NL used to play her and yeah, he's playing he doesn't a, a even now. doesn't ever
2: use her now. Uh,
0: Mago plays some Cami, right? But he's yeah, also a he uses Mago in
2: a f- uh, sorry, he uses Cami in a few matchups, but he definitely mains Karen. Yeah, Dew will pull out Cami yeah. from time to time, uh, but he's been doing more G. Yeah, he mainly plays G, but he still uses Guile, Mika, and Cami depending on the situation. But yeah, right. we don't actually have any Kami mains in the uh, well. You know, the last chance qualifier could be a Kami player, but sure. as it stands right now, like most of the notable Kami players switched off where Mago went back to Karen, he still uses Kami sometimes, Anel went over to Akuma, Verloren went to Ibuki, Gamer B went back to Nakali. he uses Kami sometimes, but not, uh, not that often. I think the most notable Kami, like pure Kami main that we still have is Hurricane from the UK. Oh sure, and then you just have a lot of people like uh, like Myers is sticking with her a lot. Um, yeah, Myers uh, like is that. going so, more to Sakura lately though. But I mean, he uses both. But you know, yeah. So so yeah, she's a she's a good secondary to have, I think. But you need to you need to be able to go to a character where you can mix it up once you notice that they got a good feel for you. Mm. I think so. so. Who are you? Uh, who are you liking for taking
0: it all down or getting exceptionally far? Um, who are your your big strongest players right now? Um, obviously, you have those that have clearly like Punk had his streak earlier in the um, in the season as the number one player. Bonchan is coming off of an Evo victory. You can never really count out someone like Tokido, but it all comes down to as we've seen surprisingly consistently every year that a lot of times those who you think are going all the way super don't yeah, you know the happens. year where infiltration and tokido both went oh and two yeah and you're like well what do, like what's going on in life right now yeah when am i going to wake up from this and um and last year like uh tokido didn't make it all you know he went decently far but you he's like the favorite to win punk was up there favorite to win you know and it's like it's It's been very difficult to predict Capcom Cup. So you are, though, perhaps the most qualified person on the planet, I dare say, with how much you watch uh, all of these events and pay attention to them. I'm not putting, like, maybe High fight Maybe High fight could, could, you know, give you a run for your money. It seems like he watches everything ever. but. Yeah. You much. know, you're actively in there and stuff, so I trust your opinion is what I'm getting at. Except for where I don't. We talked about <laughs> some first-round matchups where I just can't agree with you, but we'll get to that in a second. Who do you think is going the distance? Who do you think are the, the players to especially watch out for in this bracket
2: that's already filled with killers? I mean, that's the thing. The thing that you said, the only players that keep popping up in my mind, and I think in everyone's mind, are Punk and Bonchan, and they're the top two. Mm-hmm. But we know with every Capcom Cup... It's never the top placers who go the whole way. Never. It's never happened. I mean it could be this year, but most of the time we see someone who's kind of in the middle-ish. But how do
0: you bet it? like how do you how do you go to someone in the middle-ish and say, like, if you're putting bison bucks down, for instance, you can't just go, well I'm just gonna randomly pick out of the middle instead of the guy that won Evo. It's like you can't
2: bet against Bonchan. Right. And in the fantasy bracket I made, I tried to be I tried to ignore all superstition. And I try to be as analytical as possible. And in my fantasy bracket, I have Punk uh, winning against Bonchan. Speaking of
0: betting finals. against Bonchan, yeah, but what happens first round with
2: Bonchan? <laughs> I have Bonchan going to grand finals, but through the loser's yeah. bracket, because I believe Smug will beat him in the first round.
0: Okay, Smug ha- is, is a great player, but like his team got last this season on Street Fighter League... He's been going back and forth between Balrog and G. Uh, like, the dude's entertaining. The dude has taken down some tournaments. He's proven his mettle, but he certainly hasn't proven it on the Capcom Cup level where you're talking about Bonchan, who just came off of his, like, cool win from Evo and has been this unstoppable rebel force only rivaled by, like, Punk. And you're saying that uh, you like Bonchan round one over... I mean, you're, like, smug round one over Bonchan.
2: Yeah, because player matchup is a player matchup. Just because you have a Muhammad Ali... I'm not good on books, boxing history, just for record. You have a Muhammad Ali and he beats everyone. Like, you know, 50 people. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. person number 51 isn't going to beat him just because he didn't beat those 50 people. Like, I don't think Smug and Bunchan have run into each other a lot this year. But as I recall, Smug beat him when they did. And uh, I think that's a big part of... Capcom Cup is these specific matchups you run into, because maybe, like, okay, this is a stretch, but just to explain the reasoning here, maybe the reason bon Chan went so far all of these tournaments is because he didn't run into specifically Smug. Maybe Smug is his kryptonite, right? That's entirely possible, because if you're looking at the statistical evidence, as far as I can remember, I haven't gone through it all, like, retroactively again, just to prove a point, but as far as I can remember Smug uh, has a positive win percentage over Bonchan this year. Like the If Smug takes him out first round,
0: I will give you mad props. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying if you're looking at statistics, uh you can read statistics in many different ways obviously, sure. but I'm thinking there are more statistics that say Bonchan's taken running away with that one than there are to the uh, to the alternative. Yeah, but maybe. i keep an open mind, but I'm not putting it in my fantasy bracket. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, what about uh, what about Tokido and Kichipamu?
2: Oh, I think Kichipamu's taking that one. They always have very close matches, but Kichipamu tends to come out on top. And that's not even a bad matchup for Sangif. It's fairly even. Just because of how hard he hits? I, I feel, well, yeah, that's part of it. But uh, a thing one of my local players who plays Akuma said, which I think is kind of accurate when you look at the matchup, is that Akuma wins it until V-triggers are in play, and then Sangif wins it. Hmm. So it's not even the entire way through, but it's Akuma favored for a bit, and then it's Sangi favored for a bit. So it evens out to being even in the end.
0: I want to ask you about Hot Dog because he's been around Oof. poking his head into top eights and top sixteens quite a bit over Street Fighter Five's uh, general lifespan. But recently, he's turned it on and he won Narf, right? Yes, that was a big deal and that catapulted him up to like I think he's in top ten now, right? As far as the uh, the seating and the the global standing, I think he's like he fifth. just yeah he's fifth. yeah he's just just psycho crushered his way into fifth place. And now he's there, but, like, he hasn't tried and true been there, right? He hasn't, he's just getting this far for the first time. Is this a little blip on the radar, which he eventually kind of comes back up to? Or has he jumped up and stayed there? So a lot of people are kind of wondering that right now. Like, how far, how deep will Hot Dogs Run be into the Capcom Cup brackets?
2: Uh, How do you feel? I think he's going to do well, but I don't think he's going to be a candidate for winning. I do think he's going to make it to top eight, though. I see him getting somewhere around 7th or 5th. because I. Who's th- his first round matchup? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I have it here. Let me check. Uh, JB. I think he's winning that one. Hot dog. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, JB's great and he's got Rashid, but...
2: Yeah, but... I don't know how <laughs>
0: JB versus internationals goes. I've been watching a lot of JB on Street Fighter League.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think JB is extremely strong in the US, but it doesn't have... I mean, I could, I could be talking out of my ass here, but I feel like JB doesn't have that much experience against non-American players. So I think a lot of his wins are because he has a very good feel for the player. And I think it's much more difficult for him when he runs into players he hasn't met before. Mm-hmm. That's just the impression I've gotten from watching him. But I mean, I could be way off base. That, yeah. But that's how it feels when I watch his matches.
0: Um, anyone else you feel like is going to go uh, particularly far? Besides Punk and Bonchan. Mom- see, Momochi, he's a player that has spotty, you know, decent decent performances, but can go very up and very down throughout the year. But he usually, like, Batmans his way into Capcom, Capcom Cup, and he seems to be ready for people. I mean, he's won the whole thing before back in Street Fighter 4, right? So
2: Yeah. Uh, let me think here. I think we have every former Capcom Cup champ except Manardi in this bracket. If we have Sako was 2013. No, Kazunoko isn't here. Right. Kazunoko isn't here. Right. Um uh, who won the first year knuckle do right okay yeah so we don't have kazunoko we don't have menardi but we have sako we have momochi we have knuckle do and we have gachikun they're all capcom cup champions yep. um but yeah i think momochi dude he's he's so much better than people give him credit for like a big thing this He's year. He's esports license now too, so yeah. he knows he can get that money. <laughs> he could already do that abroad though. It was only in Japan where that was a problem. But I think a big thing about Momochi that people haven't really thought about when they look at him this year is that he hasn't been traveling that much. You know? Because he traveled early in the year. He went to the first few events. He got second and final round, so he was basically set. At that point. Mm-hmm. Then he kept traveling in March and April, a bit a bit into May. Uh then he didn't do that much. He went to CO, he went to Evo, and then he won the Asia Premier and he was even more set. I think it was already set before that. But winning the Asia Premier solidified him like instead of 25th place, he's like ninth. Yeah. Um, so I think Momochi He's been preparing, but he hasn't been showing you that he's been preparing. That's what I think.
0: Well, and he has Colleen, Zeku, yeah. Ken, and who knows who else is right. He's, u- you know, he's used Akuma,
2: so. not this year, but he used Akuma last year. Uh, he used Bison at one point. Uh, he's
0: the only one that's won both Evo and Capcom Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he won Evo Japan this year, so uh, you can never, never count out Momoji.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, an asterisk there that he won Evil and Capcom up in Street Fighter 4. It's not quite the same game, but it's still like, it's still Street Fighter. Yeah, for sure. Mm, Fujimura is going to go very far. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Especially if he's having a good day. If he's yeah. having a bad day, he'll
2: still do really well. But if he's having a good day, look out. Yeah. I also think Knuckle Doo can't be underestimated. I feel like... KnuckleDew is always rated as one of the best in the US by basically everyone, but I think when it really matters, when it's these gigantic events, he's even better. So I think like Capcom Cup KnuckleDew is the next level. KnuckleDew
0: has always had the secret sauce against the internationals like he's been one of the few that's able to perform locally and then play in matches against international snake guys did this too and make it feel like it's the same thing because sometimes you play against like some of the best of the best from other places and it becomes a different game because their fundamentals or whatever just change the way things roll you don't get to get away with a bunch of crazy stuff against them sure but do when he plays against them it looks pretty much the same. Um, either way it's not like he's obviously he's not shook and playing against like like starstruck by them because he's been doing it for forever now yeah but even deeper than that his game plans are so solid and so fundamental that they don't need to change much when you're going against even the the best of the
2: best outside of the country yeah Yeah, i agree um i mean even in the beginning when he was like what 15 16 playing he wasn't starstruck then either (laughs) and now he's even less (laughs) starstruck Another play that I, I don't know if they'll go that far, but I think is worth keeping in mind, is Luffy, just because of how extremely hard he had to fight to get into Capcom Cup this year. <laughs> and he just, yes. just barely managed in the end. And, I mean, Luffy is interesting because he's such a mainstay in Capcom Cup. He wasn't there the first year, when there were only eight players in 2013, but every year after that, Luffy has been part of Capcom Cup. Okay. Did you have
0: anything else you wanted to uh, Capcom Cup related that you wanted to discuss?
2: Mm, I really, 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 really hope that Capcom aren't inept enough to make character number 40 Seth. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's been the word on the street. Yeah. But... I really hope it's wrong. I really
0: hope... Tell me, they... tell me why in, in 30 seconds all the reasons why you hope it's not Seth.
2: The, the, the reason is fourfold why Seth is, in my opinion, the absolute worst character you can pick from the Street Fighter, like, existing characters in Street Fighter history. So, reason number one, he's not visually appealing to a mass audience because he's basically a mannequin. So, first of all, people need to get past that he doesn't have a visual design. Well, barely has a visual design. So, the second part is, no matter what you do, unless you completely revamp the entire lore and... Like mechanics of the character he's going to look lazy because he is an acid flip and he always will be an acid flip because he uses other characters moves even though he uses them in a different way and in in so doing becomes a unique character he's going to look lazy so he's going to give off a bad visual impression in two different ways yeah Mm -hmm. okay so number three he everyone who played Street Fighter 4 except maybe Punko HATES playing against this character He's uh, like everyone has ptsd from this character, so he's the only game appearance he has he's despised as like a Enemy character So when you release this character you need to target people who can get past his boring appearance Accept that he is going to look lazily done even if they remake all of these animations It's going to look that way. And, you know, optics are everything. And can get past how much they hated him in Street Fighter 4. Left a bad taste
0: in people's mouths.
2: Yeah. So, the fourth reason this likes Seth is because his name is Seth. And no disrespect to Seth Killian. But when you have this alien-looking, like, super weird boss... I don't understand how you can name him Seth of all things.
0: Well you said he looks pretty dang vanilla. Are you saying Seth is a sort of a vanilla name compared to like, you know, whatever you could come up with for an alien name? Seth actually is very vanilla,
2: so I suppose it fits in that way, but that only <laughs> that only I hear what you're exists saying to further <laughs> fu- further borify him. I like Borify. Yeah, that's that's, a name. that's a new that could word. be his name. <laughs> borify Borify <laughs>
0: Maybe that could be his V-trigger. So, okay, not not a fan of Seth. I personally wouldn't be too hyped to see the character there. The idea of a Shoto that can also do SPD stuff is kind of lame to me. But uh, yeah. uh, it is what it is. Um, but I do want to get to the Tekken World Tour Finals and what went down there. Uh, because you watched all of that, and you saw not only some good-ass Tekken, but also some good-ass reveals. Albeit they may have been leaked a little bit early. But, uh, yeah, take it away. TWT
2: yeah so the Tekken world tour finals was this last weekend they were amazing uh and as as always happens with these finals we didn't get the conclusion we were expecting because the storyline that's been going all year is that we were going to have like the invasion of pakistan and knee has been practicing against pakistan so it's going to be arsenal ash versus knee in finals that's what everyone expected uh and it wasn't because uh, the format Tekken world tour is played in is you have four round robin groups with five players in each, two of those, like the number one and number two placers, advance to a bracket, and then it's a top eight bracket, right? So Arson Ash actually plays the last in his round-robin group. He got fifth. Um, not that he played poorly. He actually played very well, but so did everyone else. And need deliberately... many a knee-gunning for him, right? Yes. need deliberately picked his pool uh, to take him down. But, like... Looking at how Arsene Ash fared against the other players, you didn't even really need me in that group to take him down. Because everyone had been preparing for him. And Shots fired. I mean, <laughs> no, no. He was playing amazingly. It's just everyone else was too. And uh, we had, um, what's his name? Bilal from Pakistan. He won the last chance qualifier, so he made it in. So we had three Pakistani players in the uh, uh, 20-man uh, round-robin groups. But none of the Pakistani players managed to make it to the top eight, which isn't a mark of shame in any way because neither did... Like, we only had one player from the entire continent of Europe in this top 20, and that was Super Kuma from France. And he didn't make it into the top eight either. See, I'm glad, though, that I, I didn't want to see Pakistan just come in and win it all for
0: free and just become some sudden overlord. I like that the competition's there. I like that they've been now kind of put in their place once again so that the next event it's interesting it's like okay can they answer back from this answer and that back and forth is one of the things that makes like the competitive
2: narratives so interesting for sure and i mean one of the best things uh, as far as narratives go is that everyone's been talking about oh pakistan they've demolished korea you know korea is done So everyone's been focusing on Korea and Pakistan, and it's Japan who wins the event, (laughs) so Korea got bodied anyway. Reminding you that they're never gone, Exactly, Japan's always a threat. Yeah, Japan is amazing in Tekken, it's just, there are so many good players from uh, Korea, so Korea becomes like this main focus when it comes to Tekken, even though Japan is always up there as well, and I mean the US, Anakin got fourth, that's super high. So, I mean, a lot of players from a lot of different reasons ama- regions did amazingly well at this event. And, like, nothing was free. Even, even the players, uh, Chanel and Saint, who ended up going 0-4, and 4, they still had really good matches against the other players. So, it was very exciting in that sense. And one of the most hilarious things... <laughs> some of my friends, I mean I I was home working it so I couldn't like hang out with others, but I heard later from some of my friends that they had a viewing party for the Tekken World Tour finals and uh, one of them had actually bet bet real money that Akuma would be in grand finals <laughs> before it began. And obviously that didn't look like it was going to happen because there wasn't an Akuma player in all of top 8. So I I think he might have already paid up even at that point because I was like, oh, well, okay, it's not going to happen. And then Chikarin just picks Akuma specifically in grand finals as if he wanted to hand my friend his money. Dude, that's awesome. I had a bet that a Pakistani,
0: (laughs) one Pakistani player would make grand finals and uh, it was just a pizza bet on best of five and I have not won a single pizza bet on best of five yet. You know how that went. That's rough.
2: Yeah, so in the end, it was as the gods dictated, the Tekken gods dictated uh, Japan versus Korea. And Grand Finals specifically was actually kind of a blowout. Um, like the top eight bracket in general was a lot more of a blowout than the round-robin groups were. Um, it, I wouldn't say anything was free, but it was still a free-o, you know, the Grand Finals. So, yeah, but Chikorin, he's been putting in work. He's been doing amazing this entire year. And, I mean, he stuck with Geese. Even after the character got nerfed and a lot of players moved away from him. So, I mean, props to him. That's uh, amazing. And it's pretty cool to see Japan take that title.
0: You know what else is cool is the reveals that happened afterward. hmm Yeah. Uh, I think that, for me, uh, Leroy Smith has got to be the coolest. Uh, this, this everything about him. And he looks probably going to be OP. I, mean, I don't play a lot of Tekken, so I can't make too much judgment call there. But... He looks super fast and like he's exactly what you would want in a game like Tekken, so... And I guess people are already playing him, right? So maybe that's already the case?
2: Yeah, I've been watching some streams. Uh, There's a great streamer from Sweden called JFK... uh, I think he changed names to JFK-TK, so Tekken. But yeah, uh, JFK, Tekken streamer, great guy. Uh, I watched a lot of his Leroy stream, and uh, at first, when we saw Leroy the cinematic trailer at Evo... I thought he was going to be kind of like Wang, uh, a character who hasn't returned in this game mm-hmm. uh, because of the fighting style they use, which is similar. But once Leroy actually came out and we got the gameplay trailer and then his actual gameplay, he actually plays very differently from Wang. So that kind of, like, if, if someone is a Wang Fang, that kind of opens the door up for him maybe returning in the future. And I know everyone's giggling at me saying Wang Fang. Uh, <laughs> um but uh, nevertheless, like Leroy definitely has his own identity, even within that fighting style. He has a dog. He has, like, a pimp cane, it looks like. Because <laughs> he doesn't need it to walk. He's clearly walking just fine. He, he needs it to do, like, 40% of your life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's a fun thing, too. Because um I, I learned that he can only do that once. And then it's gone for the rest mm-hmm. of the match. And that's not something that Tekken really had before. Because it's not meter-based. It's just a thing he has. And he can use it once, and then it's gone, and that's also is a thing. He, he's interesting not holding mechanic. it,
0: right? He has to like pull it out, or does he? He uses it, like, does it, is it a stance, or he like pulls it out and then he uses it, and then it's gone?
2: I'm not sure. I think he pulls it out specifically for that move, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Leroy, really interesting. He has a little doggy with him. Uh, he's got all kinds of stuff. Not like, little. Uh,
0: not that little now. But I, it's a beefy one huge slab of muscle, like anime <laughs> comedy muscle. But yeah, it's cute too. Uh,
2: I like how uh, not only is the dog named Sugar, which is awesome, it's also like he will only attack if he feels like it. <laughs> so it's a total. Yeah, he sits there and doesn't do it sometimes, right? Yeah, so it's a total gimmick move in <laughs> like every sense of the word. But it's awesome that they do that kind of stuff too. It's really funny. Yeah, a little something for everybody.
0: Uh, Like I said, Tekken just blowing it out of the water. And it was another smart move they did. They also included, is it Ganryu? Yeah, Ganryu. And he's not the hypest of characters. But what they did was they sandwiched him in two brand new characters uh, perfectly. So it's like... And and they did a good job. Like, his trailer is fun and intriguing, and it's like, yeah, that'll make some people happy and whatnot. But you got this character that you wanted to put in the game in, but you also put him in a place where it was appropriate. Like, like if you're going to add, like, Dalsam back into Street Fighter because he wasn't there yet, it's like, ah, eh, that's probably not going to make the most people hype. Or I guess you could even say with Honda, right? Same idea with the sumo thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like you want to bring him back for whatever reason, sandwich him in between two other really exciting new reveals, and then there you go. And that's exactly what they did here.
2: Yeah, a lot of times, Not, I wouldn't say they manage this every time, but a lot of times Harada and the Tekken development team understand this, because I remember there was one Evo before Tekken came out on consoles, when it was still just on arcades, they revealed Bob. And like, Bob isn't that exciting. Mm. So they had like this little scripted thing where Markman came up and was like, you bring us all out here? You try to get a crowd hyped up and you show us Bob? And then he had another trailer, <laughs> so they showed uh, exactly. Master Raven, who essentially replaced Raven for the game. Uh, and yeah, that was a similar thing here with Ganry. and they even played it up during his trailer. When he comes out and he's like, oh, Ganry, and then he just adds it like, what? why is the crowd making as much noise for me as they did for the other guys? What the, what's going on? That's hilarious. Uh, do you
0: think that the the look that, um, what's her name, uh, uh, who is it that's in the uh, the trailer with him that's like watching his stream? Julia. Julia, I kept wanting to say Christy. It's like Christy's not in the game and people wish that this was a Christy yeah. Is Julia giving him like the
2: speculative
0: googly eyes or is she just disgusted at the end? She's
2: disgusted because in the lore, Ganryu is basically obsessed with her. He's like a total fanboy. And uh, what he's doing there at the end is he's trying to like, he started streaming because she is a streamer. Yeah. So he's trying to emulate her mannerisms for like saying goodbye and stuff. And she's so pissed off and I have that as a new reaction image now. I love it (laughs) Right on. So Genryu,
0: uh, I think well executed for what he is and then it's not Sagat. It's not Bruce Who's this new guy?
2: I can't pronounce his name and I don't even want to try but this this Thai dude is I was kind of disappointed not because of what he looks like Just because they did this trailer and he looks like he's towering above Marduk. In in the very first shot, right? They
0: do that yeah. low angle and he looks like he's eight feet tall over the yeah. Marduk is already big. And then he's like
2: slightly shorter than Marduk. Yeah, exactly. They go to the gameplay and it doesn't have that at all. And I was so disappointed because like, okay, Marduk is pretty huge. And if he was that much bigger than Marduk, it would probably cause gameplay issues. But still, like, come on. It was so cool in the trailer. Uh, but gameplay-wise, he looks really cool. Um, he's not my type of character. Um, but like, there's this uh, anime and manga called Grappler Baki, which is like super hardcore, uh, very over the top martial arts action. And the word that go is going around on message boards and comments everywhere now is that like this character looks so overdone, but anyone who likes Baki is gonna love him. And my former roommate actually loves Bucky. He doesn't give a crap about Tekken. And he actually wrote me today and said like, dude, this new Tekken character is so cool. I can't believe how cool he is. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that theory checks out then.
0: Grabbing some uh, some attention, yeah, no, like that's what they keep doing though. Is like they're they're checking the boxes for the crowd that's like competitive. They're checking the boxes for the crowd that might be like walking by, like window shopping and looking into the esports arena. Like, oh, is that Negan? You know, like, oh, what what is this? Yeah. Like, they're just uh, yeah. Uh, is the reason why you don't want to try to pronounce his name is because you might say the f word?
2: I mean, it's the a, the whole Hakum name Hakum has like. <laughs> The whole name has like free slurs in it if you if you're not careful. <laughs> oh you're right.
0: I just tried it's like a joke to try to get people to say goofy
2: stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I, I have no idea about it, man, but like he he looks interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to his release. I still think Leroy is way cooler though. So, so sick. Yeah, and he's I think fast
0: like, you'd think he'd be like, especially if he's replacing Wang, like he's like old and sort of yeah. slow, but has like little bursts of speed, very like traditional like Kung Fu Sensei sensei. But no, he just like zips around and and, and but he's also got all that other stuff, plus the Pip K, plus the the goofy dog. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, he's gonna be he's he's a really good addition.
2: Yeah, I, I think every single thing about that character was made to appeal obviously to a mass audience, but also to like the at least in America the mecca of Tekken, which is um, Atlanta, Georgia, because I've heard that everyone there adores um, oh what's the name of this kung fu master Ip Man I think I yeah yeah I've been to- I've been told that people are absolutely obsessed with him and this is like a total. African-American version of that character <laughs> and he has the dog and he has all that stuff. Yeah, I just feel like he's a complete love letter to uh, the Atlanta scene that supported Tekken for so long and uh, it's amazing to see such an interesting character and also being embraced by basically everyone. Everyone seems to love him and I, I love him too. I think he's super cool and I wasn't expecting Tekken 7 to bring in new characters at this point. Everyone was kind of expecting more guests, right? And it's kind of cool that they've taken a step back from that, but still managed to get people so hyped. Yeah, they're doing it well on both
0: ends. And uh, I also I, I'm I've only heard it as IP man, and that might just be here in the West, or I don't I'm not okay. sure. But just in case, because we get a bunch of negative comments about something stupid like that,
2: you're probably you're probably right. It's probably as IP man. I, I am not well versed, and I've only seen it in text, so it's hard for me to know. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I I'll chalk it up to Swedish ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there
0: anything else about uh, the TWT Finals that you wanted to, to get to?
2: Not really. Uh, it was nice that we got the announcement that there will be another one next year. I think everyone's already expecting that, but uh, good to hear that it's happening. And uh, I mean, we keep seeing Tekken just do better and better. We see tournament entries going up, viewership going up, sales going up. So hopefully we're in, uh, especially now that they have another season of the World Tour, hopefully we're in for a season four of DLC as well. Um. Now that they have new character ideas, they're pushing out new characters. There's still some returning characters that people want back too. Um, like, I don't want, I don't want people to be offended, but like we're getting close to scraping the bottom of the barrel now. We aren't quite there yet. Like your beloved character is totally not who I mean when I say that. I promise. <laughs>
0: you don't mean Christy.
2: No, uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, like, from my personal perspective, I'd like the characters that have a little more, more of a unique moveset that aren't in yet, but aren't obvious Joe characters, like Dr. B from Tekken Free is obviously a Joe character. Uh, I'm thinking something like Roger is kind of a joke character, but it's still a unique moveset, you know? Um, who else was it I was thinking of? There was some character... Ogre? Is he in there? Yeah, Ogre. I would love Ogre back, because... Uh, They generally don't bring back boss characters, but I feel like Ogre has had this enduring presence, and a lot of people really like him, and they brought him back in Tag 2. He was in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Tekken 3 was, like, the biggest Tekken game. Everyone played it. Everyone loved it. So I think Ogre is the kind of character you can still bring back, even though he's a boss character, and I think people would really embrace it. The game's, like, four or five years old now, right? And uh,
0: unlike... I don't want to make the comparisons too much but I will say that we've expressed there's been fatigue when it comes to the you know the big Street Fighter 5 and its pro scene and how long is it going to last and things along those lines and there's certainly been turbulence and you know all the execution of announcements and things like that but yeah. this game uh, feels like it's we're not like when's Tekken 8 you know we're really not asking that question right now we're just like what's when's Tekken like when are we going to play some more Tekken they keep doing it right we get to explore these new characters which is awesome but we're very much content with what's going on right now like again Bannon and Amco got to take your hat off to them because they're continuing to knock it out of the park with this game with the Tekken experience and they, they're not perfect. They have some pretty big hiccups along the way, but they're also fixing those and they're showing that they can fix them like the um, the payouts from a year ago or whatever it was, right? Where it's like, this might not happen next year for a lot of the pros because the payouts are so low. Well, they they fixed that, you know? And, and yeah. they're, they're plugging up any holes. They, they had... The input lag was a problem. They jumped on that very quickly and spent the money and manpower, whatever it was, got that fixed. And uh, yeah, they've just been dotting I's and crossing T's and doing it pretty honestly. It's like, it's a good look for the game and it's still going strong and I think it deserves to be so.
2: Yeah, I think they really address uh, any complaints that people have, but not to a degree where it becomes dumb because consumers aren't always right, especially not all consumers. Because once you start listening to everyone, the game is just going to become a mess and you can't please everyone, right? Yeah. So I think they're very good at identifying which complaints will legitimately improve the game or the scene surrounding it and which complaints are worth kind of ignoring. Yeah. I I think they've been very good at identifying it. Uh, Also, uh, regarding the game itself, uh, it's been about four or five years since it came out in arcades and it's been at Evo that entire time, but it actually came out on consoles two and a half years ago. So it's still... Like as old or even older than Street Fighter Five, but the amount of time we've had it at home isn't quite as long. I don't know if that factors in to the lack of fatigue. I don't think it does, honestly. But you know, worth, well, worth bringing up
0: this time around uh, Street Fighter Four's life. And again, it's a different, but there are certainly parallels. People were still rare into play. They wanted both Street Fighter Four and Five to be, you know, on the on the lists of games played. Where. I think if a Street Fighter Six were coming out right now, they'd just be like, Alright, cool, now we can go play Street Fighter Six. And I mean I don't I don't I'm not here just to to crap on Street Fighter V about it. My point is that it's possible to be doing not this good right now and there's a parallel example right there and Tekken continues to not, you know, fall into that trap, and that's really good.
2: It's too late, Raptor. You've already summoned Sykes. <laughs>
0: I, I think he's gonna be at the uh, the last chance qualifier in Mize, right? Um, we I hope we yeah. can chat some Street Fighter there. Maybe even do an interview. Wouldn't that Wouldn't that be sick? Like a a, a Sykes interview for an article on the main page. Oh, don't give him more attention. I don't know. All right. Well, on that note, we love you, Sykes. We very much appreciate your contributions, yeah. your colorful contributions to the uh, the ongoing discussion on Event Hubs. We appreciate everybody that chimes in, as long as you're not saying a bunch of stupid, dumb, racist stuff or whatever. Happy to have you along. That's what, you know, a big part of what makes the uh, the website go. Uh, On that same note, if you want to throw in any questions or topics you'd like to have us discuss, we'd love to do the mailbag segment for you guys uh, here on the podcast. So it's very much an interactive, you're part of it kind of thing. So,
2: yeah, uh, I'm always happy with our commenters for the most part, of course. Um, But I'm happy, like getting a lot of comments on the articles, even if people aren't like showering you with praise if they're calling you out, but doing it in a like constructive way. Yeah, instructive way. It doesn't even have to be respectful, even. It just needs to be constructive and, like, you get to see their point. When it's just a bunch of, like, attacks, then it's not helpful. But I I like being challenged if it's in a reasonable way. And, yeah, it's fun to get a lot of comments. So I'm always happy to see people chiming in. So uh, keep it up, guys. Well, thank you
0: so much, Nick, for jumping on and talking Tekken with us in Capcom Pro Tour. I'm I'm like an 8 excited for it, so... Together we are a 13 out of 20. Make of that what you will, but yeah, yeah, uh, I,
2: I, yeah, 13 out of 20. I that sounds about right. <laughs> All right, man. Well. uh You'll be holding down the
0: fort, I guess, from Sweden while we do Capcom Cup, getting all those results ready. So check back on Event Hubs to see. Nick's pretty darn good at keeping things uh, updated very quickly so you can see where we're at in the event. We'll be covering it, showing you any big reveals, doing our own recon as we'll be out there, um, checking out everything that we can, getting some interviews, getting some game footage. So big weekend for us. Hope you're looking forward to it just as much or more, like a 15 out of 20, than we are. And uh, we'll see you soon.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. And I know everyone's giggling at me saying Wang Fang.